The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode, and it is packed, this episode. Name of the episode is Slaps. Uh, we got a lot of stuff happening on this episode. Uh, a lot of goofing around, of course, but uh, also a business. We got uh, a lot of stuff covered in broken news, uh, all the stuff that was released this week, and uh, all kinds of information for you. Stay till the end. Uh, Jimmy is interviewing the uh, director and the stars. Well, the human stars of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We all know who the real stars of that movie are going to be. But uh, yeah, stick around for all of that on the way. Brand new episode. And thank you very much for downloading us and listening to us and all of that. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we also want to appreciate our sponsors for uh, keeping this uh, ship in motion. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection, open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, Cabin Fever. We got uh, Pride is beginning in June. Uh, graduation days are happening. Visit Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. They can help you out with all of that. They are so much more than a card store. And, of course, uh, Booze Teak, your summer wine and tiki cocktail accessory emporium. They are open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday at 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake. And if you're attending Utah Pride Festival uh, this week, uh, stop by and say hi to Ivy at the Booze Teak booth. Go and see her. And Black Velvet Boutique, of course. Go see them at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, you'll receive a special discount. Uh, being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self, and Black Velvet Boutique is there to help you out with that. Open seven days a week. All right, let's get to this new episode. It's a good one. We get to your questions, things like that. It's called Slaps. Please to enjoy. Oh, welcome back to the basement. Yes. It's a full Megazord still. Yeah, we still here. Yes, Queen. What? It's really? No, this shit slaps. This episode slaps. It's that a, fucks with it. Yeah, thing? It, it's a bop. It slaps? A what? It's the summer. Slaps it. Bops it. Wait, what is this? Is, what? This, is, this, is this a game? A Lee, it game? Lee, does this bop episode fuck? This episode, it might fuck. Twist oh. it. <laughs> with two Qs. It might fuck. So that's F-U-Q-Q? F-U-Q-Q. I heard this episode is thick with two Cs. Look at that. Thick. Slap you know. it. It's a thick slap. I don't know bop. if it, I don't know if it bop slaps it. or if it bops though. Yeah, it's a summer bop, boy. Twist it. Hmm. You know? Dude, spin it. That dog <laughs> that dog just limped go fuck yourself at me. I saw it. <laughs> Hudson. That fucking dog hates me. Go fuck yourself. He go did. I saw it right there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> What would his voice sound like? What do you think? Uh, it sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he'd, no, he'd sound like Schmeagle. <laughs> no, he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've heard him in my head. No, I feel like he sounds like Harvey Birdman. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't have that confidence. Oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't have that regal confidence. I think he, I think he sounds like this. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. I think he only has one word in his vocabulary. Hey. Hey. It's hey. Hey, 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 hey. There's, hey, 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 hey. There's, a, there's that hairy man again. But like, but like with Groot, he's able to say the word hey with hey. You know, different. You know. Hey. And when he sees me, hey. he, when, he, when he sees me, he goes, 
Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> hey, no! Oh, so no. he's Fat Albert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> uh, all right. Dog fucking hates me. Uh, the dog hates Shannon Barnes and everybody. Yeah. Hey. Who hates me more? The dog or myself? I don't know anymore. Um, Maybe the dog would stop hating you if you started loving yourself. You know what? Maybe you should just fucking fuck your shit yourself. It's fucking embarrassing. Yo, this episode Uh, fucks. (laughs) Does now. Uh, Come to my pub quiz. Um, Hudson's really concerned now. Uh, That's fine. Mm. Everything's fine, Hudson. Mm. Even Hudson would probably enjoy my pub quiz. Well, yeah, they're burgers. Yeah, uh, there's burgers. Is there a way that he can maybe win some money off of his tab? Only if the correct answer. Yeah, everybody, everybody on the team, the winning team gets ten bucks per per piece. But only if the correct answer to everything is hey. Hey. I'll write a whole round called hey. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's eight o'clock. Lucky thirteen. You know, fucking, if you're not busy, it come fun. on down. Really, the you wind know? came out of that one quick. Slap. Oh, and buy, some, uh, buy kids uh, lightsabers. At, uh, where do we do that? On your uh, you have to go, just go to Amazon and type in Shannon Barnson and find my wish list. Okay. Buy some kids some lightsabers. All right, we'll do that. It slaps. Uh, he slaps. No, no, I no, do not. No, you do not slap. Yeah, give that what intro happened? to somebody else. <laughs> It's too late. It's too fucking late. He right. slaps. Okay, fine. I, I, I slap butt cheeks after like, yo, good game, Tony. I thanks. just slapped his butt cheeks. He's, yep. he's not really happy about it. How do uh, you feel? I'm okay. Yeah. I did it again. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I'll he, take. No, he, I, he doesn't slap. No, I, I, I don't know what's slapped. happening. Well, no, he I'm just really, slapped. I just slapped his ass. And this intro just does not fuck. No, I'm really It doesn't fuck. No, it doesn't fuck. But it bops. Twist it. Twist my it. bad, Carrie. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. I, I just don't know now. Is it a bad thing to slap? It, no. I I thought it was a good thing. So I, okay. I, I just slapped <laughs> Tony's ass. So yeah, I I, I, I slap. What's I, up? I don't know what's going on. Uh, hi. I'm, I I accept your intro. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. My name is Jay Whitaker. <laughs> Jay Whitaker, everybody. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting the uh, Dry Bar Comedy Tour. Make sure you check me out June 5th mm-hmm. and. Uh, excuse me, June 4th in Dallas, Texas at Hyenas. Hyenas in Plano, Texas, June 5th. Because well, hyenas laugh. I exactly, yeah. right? No, uh, that's how all comedies, there's there's crackers, there's chuckles, there's uh, uh, guffaws, there's... Crackers, I'm offended. Yeah. Uh, well, you should see. You should see their other club in Alabama. My goodness, because <laughs> the, the the town I lived in in Oregon, we had a comedy club called Impending Doom, and it wasn't there very long. Did it sell out every night? Yeah. No, only it never opened. Oh, okay. it's just usually there's this one goth guy standing outside going, "Get it." Uh, Get it. <laughs> it's a comedy uh, club. I'll be at the Cactus Theater June 6th. And then June 26th, I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone there. And then Nebraska, I'm coming to you guys June 27th at the Funny Bone there. Follow me on Twitter and uh, Snapchat, Instagram at It's Jay Whitaker. And also check out Bionic.Nutrition. They've been keeping me looking healthy on the road. So thank you. Shout out to Bionic <laughs> Nutrition. All right. Uh, his comedy club was named Impending Doom. Oh, that wasn't mine. Oh, my, okay. my comedy club was called Chuckle Butts. Chuckle Butts? Yeah. It was mostly <laughs> it was jokes about your butt. So, Chuckle Butts. Chuckle Butts. Yeah. That's actually, I'd go there. I'd go there. That's I, not, Chuckle Butts was great bad. also because it was an all-you-can-eat-waffle-and-nachos place. Oh, that's so the messy strip club. Say. Yeah, Chuck- it was not a strip club. It was a, it was a comedy venue. Yeah, they're the same. No, because uh, no, Chuckle, that- Chuckle Butts was a strip club in another town, <laughs> but I, I put them out of business because I, love it. I didn't think a comedic strip club was a good idea. I went to the right. wrong club. I would yeah. love a comedic strip club. I love strip- comedic strip club. Remember... No, we that's you guys have, trying to be funny at comedics at, at strip clubs. <laughs> no, we have a good. We haven't been in a long time. Yeah, 
We should uh, go and do a dance challenge. So you know, once once Chuckle Butts went out of business, I I found that uh, I found that I not only owed a lot of money to the state revenue board, uh, but that I I really wanted to just sit down and write. So you can check out my writing at Bleeding Cool. I'm an entertainment writer there. You're working uh, out your Chuckle Butts experience through yeah, Bleeding a, Cool. That's laughs, weird. Laughs a minute. Um, <laughs> especially butts. you know if Sci-Fi doesn't renew Deadly Class, I swear to God I'll open another Chuckle Butts. See, here's here's the thing about <laughs> you laugh about Chuckle Butts. It was yeah. it was also a cigarette store, and that was. Yeah. Well, the, the weird part there is you know. that it was like it's cancer that'll make you laugh, <laughs> and no one found that funny. Either, <laughs> so I thought their slogan uh, was "Pucker up." And oh, it's pucker up, chuckle butt. <laughs> pucker up, chuckle butt. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, there was a place called Corn on Top that came in right afterwards. Oh my god, that was my restaurant. Yeah, my Ultimately, ultimately put me out of business. That yeah. place so. is legendary. The sad thing yeah. was they couldn't, they couldn't get the cigarette smell out. No, that was the only corn problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Put some corn on top. You want some spaghetti? Put some corn on top. Want to go chuckle butts? Put some corn, corn on, on top. top. Sadly, he invested in corn on top and lost all of his money. He's Jimmy Martin. Yeah, I did. I should have gone with chuckle butts. <laughs> <laughs> should have gone with chuckle butts. Actually, uh, my favorite, uh, speaking of the strip clubs, my favorite uh, idea, there's a comedian that I love named Kyle Kinane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he said his, his... He was he just was, out here, by the way. Yeah, I saw him. He was fucking fantastic. Hung out with him after. I got to tell you a story off mic. So fucking funny, but he said he wanted to start a haunted strip club called Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Oh my God, that guy's hilarious. All right, watch me on KSL, uh, Big Movie Mouth Off, Ruby and Slug. <laughs> KSL. <laughs> right, Yeah, let's see, Ruby and Slug. Here, uh, at the end of this episode, more interviews. Uh, it's been a busy time. Uh, this one will be the cast of... Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, I can't wait to see that. When's yeah. our local there, screening? There have, Still, it, there's a date, but there might be some issues, but I'll, I'm trying to work well, with it. Well, there have been a couple of screenings that I've seen some, yeah. some <gasps> critics who have seen it who just said, you're, yeah. you're going to dance like a little boy. You know? I yeah. fucking love Godzilla <laughs> so much. Subsequently, dancing like little boys is how Chuckle Butts went out of business. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have little boys dancing in Chuckle Butts. We didn't. We hired, we were just like, we'll hire you to dance however you want. It turned out the five really exotic dancers that dance like you little boys. You know what? Boys. They, just, they just all did uh, Fortnite and flossing? Yeah, they, they, did, they did what I lovingly refer to as the sloppy floss. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I invested in either company. I need to get the fuck out of this town. That's <laughs> right. Gotta get fuck, out of this Fuck place. corn on top and fuck Chuckle Butts. Yeah, you hear us? He's shitting on our dreams. <laughs> he was wise and didn't invest in either. He's quad T. Yeah, I put all my money into Buckfutters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm rolling in the dough right now. Yeah, but that dough's kind of gross. It, well, you know, you do it what you like can. Cigarettes with, and corn. You do what you can with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony. Uh, every other week on the Gadget Spot or every week here on the Geek Show. Just bought that other franchise. It just uh, it's just changed flipped, it yeah, a little just bit. Flipped it a little, and Buckfutters was born. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we have a host, <laughs> oh, Mister Kerry Jackson. Oh, thank you. Interesting how he made all his riches in ham. That's right. <laughs> no, he he invested in that reality show by all the stoners that we created a long time ago. Remember that one? We got voted off the island. Oh, that's right. What was it called? Oh, I'm trying to think what it was called. It was one of Tony's video games. 
Oh man, what was oh, the name dude, of that? There, there's a callback. Yeah, that was a couple years well, ago. I even really sprung that one we off. Making yeah, those I know. Jokes. I, I can't. I can't reply in the affirmative. Stoner <laughs> Island. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it was Stoner we, Island. We need to. We need to have a geek show trivia, like a straight up, like our own. Yeah, but we no. don't even know the answers. I know, but we do need trivia. <laughs> trivia is serious business. Yeah, pal. you know, I have actually seen celebrities do that, which I think is funny as shit. Where you have like hardcore fans, like people from The Office or Harry Potter, and they challenge the actors. They're just like. I don't, I don't fucking, fucking know. know. I would, yeah, exactly. No, I would. I think what we should do. Well, this would be fun to do. Is a <laughs> is a is a geek show against humanity game. Is where we have all of our fucking references, our our entire glossary, just kind of thrown into a, like a Cards Against Humanity. Well, I would I would leave that to uh, the folks who run uh, geekshowpodcastarchive.com. They Pi- would know. Pie man, know. you listening? <laughs> That would be an interesting. Uh, that would be an interesting ten dollar a month goal for our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Mm. What Patreon? The Patreon we have. We don't have one. We've had it for months. Um, I need to get rich. I found this story, <laughs> and I wanted to see that this is this is not a new story, but I wanted to see if Lee knew this story. I might because it's about Guillermo del Toro. Ooh! A, but if, <laughs> if, even if Lee knows, you guys will. <laughs> Enjoy this story. He was a major, major shareholder at Chuckle Butts. He was. Yeah. A Cabbie Award winner. I fucking Give love this story. place, he would say. So, his movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's got the spider coming out of the... He, he's producing, right? Yeah. He yeah. Might even, yeah. Well, he discovered, because it's based on a book series. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. creepy as shit. I read all yeah. those in elementary school. They were super scary. They like, scarred the me. The fucking <laughs> covers are the scariest yeah. part. Yeah. Well, now that factors into the story. Oh. Um, he collected the books... He told the stories to his kids. <laughs> he, that sounds totally like on point for him. <laughs> he even made what he calls a bad financial decision because of his devotion to the Chuckle series. <laughs> Chuckle butts you tell in the dark. That's true. Yep. Uh, the series debuted in 81 uh, from uh, Alvin Schwartz, the writer, and artist Stephen Gamble. Around 97, Del Toro was overcoming the traumatic... Here's, this is just part of the story. The traumatic kidnapping of his father, Frederico. What? What? Did you know about yes, this? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, it's a major problem in Mexico. Once you become even remotely affluent, the, the gangs will take your family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, his father was taken off the streets of Guadalajara, held for a million dollars ransom. Yep. The filmmaker's friend, James Cameron, paid the sum. And James Cameron paid the goddamn ransom? Yeah. And That's then, unobtainium. <laughs> he paid him with unobtainium. <laughs> Here's some can't get rocks. And, and because of all that, it left Guillermo in poor financial shape. Yeah. But still, even though he was struggling, he couldn't resist picking up a piece of Scary Stories history when after having a meeting at New Line, he discovered an art gallery selling original art from the series. Sure. I was really, really broke... But I was extravagant, and I bought the key illustrations from the book that I oh, love, Jesus. which led to a lot of financial trouble after that. <laughs> He's like the ultimate fucking nerd. He is a fucking nerd. Yeah. He has a house, yeah. a Victorian house in downtown L.A. It's oh, yeah. just a museum. Full of, yeah. yeah. And marital trouble followed after that. <laughs> really? You, you, <laughs> you spent how much on what? What? <laughs> You Motherfucker, we just got your dad back. <laughs> I, but that's why I was kind of laughing. The one thing I hear about this story is that I was really, really broke, but I still bought original artwork. Yeah. Most people are like broke. They ain't walking into a fucking art gallery. Yeah. James Cameron just loaned you a million dollars, motherfucker. Here's the next sentence. You cannot justify a buy like that. Nope. But, nope. I, but I needed to have those key images that affected my youth. Uh, to bring the film to life, Del Toro assembled a team handpicked uh, from a troll hunter filmmaker, uh, Andre Over. You direct. pronounce that 
just dead on perfectly. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he, so he's directing scary stories. Uh, there are dozens of stories in the series, Del Toro and his fellow screenwriters. Uh, they described what they were going to do as, a, as an American Idol-style showdown. They chose to show the best five or six to be presented in the movie. Wow. So that's that's how it's going down. It's not an anthology film. It's a cohesive two-hour feature uh, with one story where everything is weaved together to be a part of it. Uh, film set in 1968. That's year before I was born. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Nice. <laughs> His father's kidnapped. He gets James Cameron to pay the ransom, <laughs> but still has to have the collectible. I need this, I need this fucking shit, man. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was before he was rolling in all that Blade 2 money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see, and then we'll have this. And then we're going to take a break. We'll go to Broken News, and then we'll answer your questions, because I know people like that. Not, not, not their questions. Your questions. Your questions. Yes. So many questions. I'm speaking to you, you in your, in your you ear holes. Your questions. Invest in chuckle butts. Uh, let's see the. <laughs> Don't do it. Rockfutter. <laughs> Corn on top. <laughs> this is all part of the Cards Against Humanity game. I'm telling you. Uh, the fifth inductees of the uh, video game Hall of Fame were huh? announced a few weeks ago. Who do we got? You and me. World Video yeah. Hall of uh, Game Hall of Fame in Rochester, <laughs> New York. Hey, I'm... oh, you. I went there. You guys have to see it. No, like when I did my show in, Ro- in Rochester, oh, okay. it's a beautiful place that you. It's it's a museum that we all like literally should go to. I don't want to go. It's got would, it's got all the toy. It's got everything. I would read, love. Yeah. To. All right. You got to read this. This is it's great. Go um, there, please. These are the uh, current uh, the newest inductees: 1992's Mortal Kombat. Mm, get over here. Classic. And 1992's Super Mario Kart. Hmm? Also a classic. 1990s <laughs> Microsoft Solitaire. Finally, it's about time. I like I how you shit out of that. He stu- <laughs> Finally, I had to force that out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about solitaire. I played the shit out of that when it. But that's the thing is yeah. in offices all around the world throughout the nineties. Uh-huh. It was solitaire well, and Minesweeper. And no, it, for me it was ski free. Ski free was ski free was a good one because I like I mean, in the hood we couldn't ski. So I mean, like that was like I used to dream. I mean, <laughs> I, I I remember I went down to visit my dad. And he's sitting in front of a computer, and I went, this isn't right. He's playing solitaire. Well, yeah. That's why he had it. It's a know. classic. Yeah. That's what he said he was doing. The truth Remember, of it like, is, he was a spy. When you won, like, the <laughs> cards would... all go, yep. Yep. That's great. <laughs> also, what a great moment in my life. I think I only won one time ever. I won so many times at that <laughs> also, game. Also, uh, 1976's text adventure game, Colossal Cave Adventure. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> sounds, what? Is that sounds... the one that he's playing it with, uh, in the beginning of Big? It sounds dirty. I, I know, right? also cave adventure. So there you go. Both Mortal Available Kombat. at Buckfutters. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only game they have in the arcade? <laughs> nah, man. We got Custer's Revenge, too. <laughs> oh, uh, course, and, and Crazy Climber. Yep. <laughs> now, of course, it reminds us that Mortal, Mortal Kombat and Super Mario Kart are franchises that are still around. Yeah. Microsoft Solitaire has been a part of the Windows product line since 1990. Yep. It's still there, apparently. Yep. I haven't looked. Mortal but. And Mortal Kombat's killing it. That noob, that noob Sabat shit. Like, have you seen the new footage? Uh, of- Mortal Kombat 11 just dropped like what, it, a month ago. Yeah, and it's, it's also like it's a amazing. great, yeah. it's a great song to request at a, t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at a strip club. Mortal every Kombat. time, every time me and Jimmy go, we request. <laughs> can you play the Mortal Kombat theme? They go. Mortal Kombat. And the girl just like, how do we dance to this? I hate you. Guess I just wiggle. 
Uh, Ghostbusters. I don't know about you, but the guys always dance to it. I love it. Uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, first developed by a computer programmer named Will Crowther for the PDP-10 mainframe computer. Oh, great. It's Mm. credited as the first text adventure game that laid the groundwork for uh, the action-adventure genre of video games. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Well, whatever. Here you go. 1977, you said? Uh, so you, so you, yeah. So you text, it's a text 76. adventure? What, what what exactly is a text adventure? It's like Oregon Trail. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's like uh, Zork. Yeah. Uh, you remember Zork? Yeah, you basically, you read it, and then you type what you want it to do. Oh, and so you like, run the fuck turn away? Turn left, go right. Yeah, yeah right. turn oh, left, oh. go right. Yeah, At a, the beginning of Big. Bandersnatch. That's what he's playing. No, yeah, there, yeah, and yeah. there's a Black Mirror episode. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch, yeah. Bandersnatch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Text-based. Right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Yeah, it's okay. funny. The only song we ever had at Chuckle Butts was Ram Jam's Black Betty on loop. <laughs> What's, <laughs> what more do you need? That's yep. all you need. I thought it, I, for a long time I thought they were saying ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> ambulance? Yeah. Oh, Black Betty. Ambulance. Ambulance. Black Betty had a child. Ambulance. Damn thing ran wild. Ambulance. The best use of that song ever was, it was in uh, the end of the first episode of Eastbound and Down. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Where he's like on the ski dude with, yeah. with, that, with that gross lady. And he just like. Flips around and flies her off the Throws back. He's like, back. "See, you guys, you guys have a TV show. That, you have a TV show that you associate with that. Uh, I, I was a mobile DJ in a in a hillbilly town. Did you drive and, an ambulance? No, no. But you have not. You have not <laughs> lived. Converted. You have not lived until the bride and groom danced to Black Betty on a picnic table. Oh, there you go, barefoot." There you go. <laughs> See, every time I think of Eastbound and Down, because if you remember at the very beginning, they'll do like a little uh, beginning, and it would freeze frame, and it's an like Eastbound and Down like that. I was watching it on my laptop. This is years ago, on uh, probably before like most planes had like entertainment things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was there watching it on my laptop, and the the girl he's always chasing just pulls her top down and, like, and just completely you know top topless. And right when it freeze framed, that's when it did. It said Eastbound and Down, but oh. right when it freeze framed is when the flight attendant came. Uh. Can I get you a drink? And I was like. <laughs> Well, this is very awkward. Now, I, know this, <laughs> I know what this looks like, but it's not. I still want. I still want his uh, self-help book. Oh yeah, oh, such a great show. The answer to any time anybody catches you with nudity on the screen is that you're a melanoma doctor. Oh yeah, I'm checking yeah. for moles. I was trying to make I'm sure checking she, really hard. I was looking at her spots. I'm looking hard. I was kind of concerned about her. I, After these, these messages, we'll be right back. It was called Burnout Paradise. <laughs> That's, oh, that's right! Wow! Now, let's see what's happening at uh, Dr. Volt's this month, the month of May. Uh, this month, Marvel brings you the most savage, most unkillable team of characters that the Marvel Universe has ever assembled. Wolverine, Venom, Elektra, Punisher, and in their midst, Conan the Barbarian? Be sure to check out Savage Avengers. Evil is winning, and our heroes will fail us. The carnage starts here as the bad guys take center stage in The Year of the Villain, the most treacherous event in DC Comics history. An alliance of dark forces from across the Ten Realms threaten to conquer Earth. Will the combined might of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and Wolverine be enough to save the Earth? Marvel's big summer event continues, War of the Realms. Dr. Volts is open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volts Comic Connection.
Booze Teak is your summer wine and tiki cocktail accessory emporium, featuring geeky barware with your favorite Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC Comics, Doctor Who, drink-making essentials. You'll love the Stormtrooper decanter, Chewbacca can cozies, Captain America pint glasses, and Harley Quinn bottle openers, plus more traditional wine, beer, and cocktail accessories for entertaining. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday at 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake City, and if you're attending RuPaul's Dragon Con, look for booth 1519 or see them at the Utah Pride Festival. Go visit the Boost Teak booth and say hey. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. On June 11th, they're hosting a free sex education class from 7 to 9 p.m. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. Broken news. Welcome to it. Mm, Name of the episode is Slaps. Slaps? You remember that? No, that was like sober too. Yeah, (laughs) weird, right? (laughs) How do we remember things when I'm drunk? It comes with age. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Now stay till this Jimmy Martin joining me for Broken News. Uh, Stay till the end of the episode. He will be interviewing the cast and the director, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, Michael Daltrey is his name. He yes. directed that Trick or Treat movie. Oh, people uh, love that. I think Vice used to love that one. Yeah, people love that movie. Let's see, you've got uh, Michael Daltrey, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, who needed an interpreter, not so he could understand English, just so he could understand the question and then answer in English. Oh, okay. Never had that. Uh, Vera Farmiga. Who, uh, she gets uh, bonus points. Mm? You know what one of her favorite movies is? Mm. Tron. Ah. Boom. The original? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Kyle Chandler. Interviewed him before. Good yeah. guy. Thomas Middleditch. Love Silicon Valley. O'Shea Jackson. Just interviewed him two weeks ago. <laughs> and Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. All right. She's getting old. <laughs> She's getting old. <laughs> Not like we're getting old. No. I just so, I stayed frozen in time. That's different. All right. Uh, uh, just broken news real quick, and we'll, get to, we'll review a bunch of movies that are opening this week, so stand by for all of that. Uh, a few things that I want to touch on before we get to all of that. Um, three uh, right away. First of all, go to Vanity Fair or pick up. I, oh. I don't know if the issue is out yet. I saw it last night on the internet, yeah. But uh, look online for Vanity Fair. They've got this big Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker coverage. Now, you, the thing you need to know is, well, first of all, it might be some stuff that you might consider spoilery. It's up to you. It's all everyone measures that shit differently. Yeah. So I don't know, but I would say go there. I found the article interesting, frankly. Um, go there for the photos. They're amazing. Annie Leibovitz, who's Ooh. a legendary photographer. Yeah. Uh, she took some great on the set photos of this movie. I, I saw an exhibit of hers in New York one time. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. She's got it. Well, she's a legend. Sure. She really is. Uh, so uh, go check that out. That's that's some interesting stuff. So hit pause. Go do that right now. We'll, we'll wait for you. Okay, now if you haven't, uh, here's something else that you need to go and look at. There is a uh, teaser trailer for the uh, Star Trek Picard TV series. I just watched it. Did you? I have my uh, my theory of it. Oh, well, not a theory. Just what I laughed at when I saw it. What? Why'd you leave? To make wine. Yes. <laughs> 
so much more fun. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a professional wino. <laughs> Excuse me. He's a he's a vintner. He's a drunk. Uh, Come on. He's making wine. It's Chateau Picard, which I thought was a little on the nose, but right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's. Uh, he, I guess the story is is that he's been away from Starfleet for fifteen years because of something that happened. Yeah, and that's the show. Hmm. Uh, and and it looked great. I'm down. I'm, I'm into it. I was going to say, yeah. So, and then the other thing, okay, hit pause. Go watch that. <laughs> okay, you're back. Um, the next thing is, is if you haven't looked at it yet, go and watch uh, the first trailer teaser. Yeah. Uh, it revives Sarah Connor. <laughs> yes, she's there. Uh, and uh, the, the film is a follow-up to T2. Judgment ah. Day, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. They are treating as though the other movies do not exist. <laughs> Wait, that's so that's three movies they're getting rid of. Yeah, three. So T three had uh, it was the female, the first female Terminator. Yeah, and then there was uh, uh God, what was it? Terminator Salvation with yeah. Christian Bale, and then there's Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Oh, you remember them? Good. Yeah. So yeah, those don't exist. <laughs> uh, you just out. it picks up, you know, sometime after uh, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. So you got Schwarzenegger there, and you have uh, Santa Cana. They're kicking ass, and she looked great. It's been twenty six years. Yeah, twenty six years. Yeah, Linda Hamilton looks great. Yeah, she was. She looked looked awesome. Arnold's going there with his gray beard. Yeah, that's what I can't figure out. Wait, no. why he has it? Yeah, what's the deal? Because it's living tissue over an endoskeleton, so the the skin does get old. But he was toast at the end of T two. Remember, he was. Oh, that's dipped, right. Remember, we are going after T two. You know, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure they'll figure something out. You know what? It, I, oh, we did a, We talked about this a long time ago, but there was that one deleted scene. I can't remember which one of the terminals oh, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Where they were basing it off the soldier. Uh, someone Candy. Yeah. <laughs> I think was it, it was. Sergeant Candy Sergeant or Candy. Dr. Candy. Yeah, it was Sergeant Candy, I think. And he was like, and hi, y'all. And that's on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's Sergeant Candy. I, I would. It was a great concept. I would fucking love that. But anyway, go watch all of those. It's, a, it's, it's all happening. That's cool. All this shit is happening. Uh, let's see. We also got some uh, interesting news uh, about uh, the uh, six-episode series Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, they are bringing back two Marvel Cinematic Universe veterans. Ooh. Uh, Emily Van Camp. Why do I know that name? That's, uh, that's Agent Carter's, uh, Peggy Carter's, oh, uh, the, I think, granddaughter? Yeah, in the apartment like across the hall from Cap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grandniece. That's it. That's right. Uh, let's see a Peggy Carter. Uh, so that's uh, Agent 13. And this one interested me. Daniel Bruhl. Oh, Zemo. yeah. From uh, Ultron, right? From, from no, uh, no, Ultron. Uh, Civil, Civil War. War. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's the uh, villain who defeated the he won. Avengers. Yeah, he won. You caught him, but he won. Yeah. Now, he's uh, a great actor. He cool. D- he did what he set out to do, which was... Disassemble. Disassemble, exactly. Yeah. So he is back as Zemo. Nice. Uh, in this series. So this is, uh, this is going to be interesting. A single uh, director helming a six-part miniseries will air in August 2020. Huh. Uh, Carrie Skoglund is the director. Directed a lot of shit. Handmaid's Tale, The Punisher, Walking Dead, hmm. uh, Nosferatu, Penny Dreadful. He's, so he's, he's all over it. All right. Uh, and so there you go. That's... Question real fast. Yeah. So if if that's Peggy's great niece, yeah. are we getting into a whole like uh, Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Leia kiss kind of thing? Because didn't Cap kiss? He did. Her in Civil War. He did. When the two uh, waiting in the car and is it like a whole like I think I'm pimp, but I really don't know. This is my sister. He did. 
Yeah, that could happen. I have not put much thought into it. I'm sure someone on the internet has. So look for it. And no, why that just crossed my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. Anyway, uh, let's see. The other thing uh, that we did was uh, this whole Game of Thrones thing. Um, Everybody's bitching about it, but I found a study that the Hollywood Reporter did, where they talked to you know like three thousand people. Yeah. And the majority of them said they were fine with the finale. They said yeah. they liked it. You know, so all the internet bitching, I yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. I just got off the set over at KSL, and one of the anchors was not pleased with it. And we got into a little discussion. And, you know, I'll be honest. Like, I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. It was, the better episode was the one before it. Yeah. You know, the whole dragon mm-hmm. just ripping that city apart. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not going to please everybody with one of these things. I mean, like... I think the Seinfeld finale is great. A lot of people hate it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I liked it. it. Well, it was a circle of life is when they go in. First of all, you're dealing with four assholes. Of course, yeah. you're going to prison. Yeah. And then the, uh, it ends. The last joke of that series is the first joke of that series. Exactly. Which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Sopranos, I liked. You know, I liked it fine. There's no way any. If when there's that much in depth love for something, mm-hmm. you're not going to please everybody. Well, and then the, the other thing is after a war, there's always politics. And that's what that episode was. Yeah. We're, we're done fighting. We have to rebuild. Yeah. And that's what, politics. I'm sorry. Can so. we, can we say who was crowned King? Oh, you, sure. Did, why not? Yeah. Why not? It's not that huge. I mean, most everybody knows. Cause I will say, I do kind of have a problem with, with a little bit of that. Cause I just saw a meme today. I think Shannon posted it. <laughs> and it was the qualifi- qualifications to be King. It had Jon Snow, and it was like, bam, 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 bam. Like, you yeah. united these people after generations of war and did this and, you know, stopped this war from happening and, just, you know, saved the wall, all this shit. And then it shows fucking Bran. And it's like, <laughs> likes to sit in a chair, uh, turns into a bird every now and then. <laughs> and was it perved on his sister's rape or something like that? I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, he, he, he couldn't move. <laughs> you know, I guess. He had yeah. to watch. Yeah, there was no choice. Just tell you what the meme said. Well, <laughs> so. but it couldn't have been Jon Snow because he killed the queen. Anyway. Um, there was a more qualified person there, and it was not Jon Snow. Uh, but, you know, you can't have women in charge, apparently. Oh, so. but anyway. bullshit. Watch Aladdin. Uh, exactly. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, HBO programming president Casey Bloys did a post-Game of Thrones finale chat. Uh, he said, uh, I'm not clarifying anything other than, yes, we shoot the first pilot in June, talking about the prequel series. Mm. Uh, there are two more in development, and beyond that, there's nothing else to report. We're shooting the pilot in June. You can do the math and figure out when it would be on the air. What I'm not doing... 2024. What I'm not doing <laughs> is working backwards by saying, this is our air date, and make it work. Yeah. He said, I want this to be the best show possible, so we're doing it the old-fashioned way. We're shooting a pilot. Yeah. My expectations, it'll be great, and we'll move forward, and it'll move along on a regular TV timetable. I don't want to speculate on any dates. So when it happens, is yeah. entirely up to you. Uh, the other thing that he was asked, and I've seen this on the internet a lot, he was then asked directly whether Arya's ending yep. meant that we would see a spinoff with Maisie Williams. That's what I want to see. His reply was certain. Nope, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if I believe him. So there you go. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. That would be a great series. Well, sure it would, but, uh, you know, yeah. nope. We'll find it. Apparently. <laughs> you don't get what you want. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, they're good people. They are good people. They are moving their overall deal from 20th Century Fox TV to Sony Pictures TV. Um, you know, these are the guys who, you know, sp- into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You know. 
in a competitive situation with multiple outlets bidding, the writing, producing, directing duo have inked a five-year agreement that sources value in the nine-figure range. Mm. Under the pack, Lord and Miller will create and develop their own comedy and drama projects for broadcast, cable, and streaming, as well as supervise other writing projects. Additionally, the pair will also be involved in developing a suite of television series based on Sony's universe of Marvel characters. Now, those are the Spider-Man characters. Mm-hmm. Of course, Spider-Man, you got Green Goblin, you yeah, got yeah. Venom. Ooh. You know, the sequel to Tom Hardy, yeah. Mor- Morbius, which is happening, <laughs> uh, Black Cat, Silver Sable, both in development. So uh, select TV projects related to uh, Sony's Marvel characters will be produced in a partnership with former Sony uh, Pictures, Amy Pascal. It's a whole bunch of business. But anyway, these guys, these extremely creative guys, yeah. are now in charge of a good chunk of the Spider-Verse. They're good. I like them. They are good. I interviewed them for a Lego movie, too. Yeah, they're good guys. Speaking of Spider-Man real fast, have you seen the video of Tom Holland uh, announcing about the contest to go to the premiere? No. It's really funny. You check it. It's somewhere on the internet. You can probably find it on YouTube. But it's him going to this guy's door, and he's doing that Love Actually thing where he's got the cards. Oh, yeah. He's like, who's at the door? And he's doing like that. You know, and it's like, hey, do you want to come to the premiere? Like, we'll give you a thousand bucks, stay at a hotel. And this guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so go comment on like on my bio page like, so you can enter. And he just shuts the door all pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, uh, it's the one-year anniversary of the uh, Solo, this uh, Han Solo movie. Oh. One-year anniversary of that. Um, and you'll be happy to know that uh, Alden Enrich, Enrich? 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 Something like that. Anyway. Uh, he has work. He, is, he, has work. Got, he has gotten work. Well, he's, um, not, he's not a bad actor. I know. He's fine. <laughs> I think that we should get a sequel to Solo, but that's, just, Lando. that's just us. Um and there is a whole article I read online, and try to find I can't remember where I saw it, about how that movie really did get short shrift. And it's, beca- it's not because of the firing of the directors. It's not mm. because of any of that shit. But we've talked about it before, but this article goes into it deep. It was the marketing. Yeah, it was marketing for sure. Because they just released the Star Wars movie, a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And then they had five months until Solo, because yeah. they did in December, and then they did Solo. And they were so hesitant to take attention away from that Star Wars movie, even after that. The first images of Solo really didn't appear until three months before the movie. It was the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. It was like the real quick, like, 30-second teaser And thing. then they didn't really promote it after that. No. And that was their mistake. And the month was super crowded. Yeah. With, like, all these other geek projects. It was, it was May. I mean, because that's usually when the geek shit drops. Yeah. You know? And weren't the first directors, weren't they Phil Lord and Chris Miller? Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. So there you go. But anyway, he's got work. He's uh, going to be in the uh, Brave New World TV series for the USA Network. USA still around? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. It was originally planned for the Sci-Fi Channel before getting a series pickup at USA. Uh, and they're looking at it as a flagship series for the NBCU streaming platform set to launch sometime in 2020. Uh, Ten episodes. Hmm. And you've got... Uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero's Owen Harris directing at least the first installment. So that's a... I'm confident about that. Sure. That sounds good. All right. Uh, let's see. We will... Oh, Invisible Man. More casting with the Invisible Man. Wrinkle in Time Storm Reed has joined the cast along mm. with Elizabeth Moss. Uh, the story follows uh, Cecilia, Elizabeth Moss who, uh, Moss, who receives the news of her abusive ex-boyfriend's suicide. Mm. She begins to rebuild her life for the better, but her sense of reality is put into question when she begins to suspect that her deceased lover is not actually dead. 
That's how they're doing the Invisible Man. That's kind of like how they did Hollow Man. A little bit. Yeah, the yeah. Kevin Bacon one I like with that. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And finally this. I saved this just for you. Okay. Are you ready for Back to the Future, the musical? I saw this. <laughs> and the answer is, yeah, let's do it. Oh, really? Yeah, why not? Okay. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good attitude. Uh, the show will play uh, the Manchester Opera House in the UK February 20th, 2020 through May 17th. Uh, a London engagement will follow at a West End venue to be announced later. Sure. Uh, the musical directed by uh, Tony winner John Rando. Okay. I guess he's somebody. Uh, with a book by the film's co-writer Bob Gale. All right. Uh, Glenn Ballard, the original Back to the Future composer. Alan Silvestri are to handle the score. Uh, Chris Bailey, the choreographer, like you need to know that. Uh, classic tunes like Johnny Be Good and The Power of Love will be featured. Of course. Of course. The stage adaptation of the franchise spawning movie about a teenager who travels back in time and has to ensure his parents end up together before figuring a way back to his future life. was. This thing has been in discussion since 2014. I've heard that, yeah. So... As long as one of the songs has a lyric that says, once this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Serious shit! <laughs> serious shit! There you go. That's your musical. I'm down. Why All not? Right. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's review some movies. There's quite a few. And there are quite a few. Where should we start? I'm looking at the list, I guess. Well, did so I, I wrote one down because I didn't review it, and, and if you already got it covered, did Shannon talk about John Wick 3? Well, yeah, in, in, you know, in, in Shannon terms about yeah. how, how crazy it was yeah, and yeah. how much fun he had. Sure. You know? So yeah, I go mean, ahead. I could, I mean, I'll jump in real fast. But yeah, we saw it together. Uh, and first of all, I, God, why does why do luxury seats make everything so much better? I know, right? <laughs> Sit there, look with your feet propped up, watching mm. Keanu Reeves bash a guy's skull in with a book in the first eight minutes. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> only way to do so, it, baby. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love it because if I mean, it, the one thing I love, everybody talks about John Wick are the fight scenes, which are fantastic. Yeah. What I love, I've loved ever since the beginning of it, was the world building, the mythology in it. My yeah. God, it's you know, it's so good in the sense of like, and, it, and it's all about the continental. You yeah. know, and in this one, if I don't remember if it's in the other one too, but you do find out that there are multiple continentals across the planet. I think in the second one, you find out about that. I time. think so, maybe. Of course, I've not seen them. I'm just going, yeah, yeah. going by notes I've read. But everything that, and then like you know, if you owe somebody a blood debt, like you've got this coin with their bloody thumbprint on it. So mm -hmm. basically, if I come to you with that, fuck off. Like you have to help me no matter what. Oh. And so that's what happens in John Wick too, because the guy's got a blood debt to him, and he wants out. He wants nothing to do with it, and the guy blows his fucking house up. So then everything goes down to John Wick 2. I'm going to spoil it because the guy goes to the Continental. There's no business permitted on the Continental premises. And so uh, John Wick blows his goddamn head off right there because he's just he yeah. fucking had it, you know? And and, and so <laughs> since he's done that, now everybody, yeah. everybody's got to kill John Wick, 14, right? $14 million price tag on his head. Oh. And it goes to everybody. Uh, Ian McShane is the manager of that Continental in, in New York. Gives him a one-hour head start, and that's where we start. Because in the end of the second one, he starts running. And then when we pick up this one, start he's, he's running with that pit bull. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so it just gets to that. You know, it, and shit, man, an hour, in an hour at least, and John Wick time goes by fucking quick. I'll bet. So, uh, and, you know, he, he runs for it. Everyone's after him. You know, the first fight is in the first eight minutes. Uh, I mean, it, it's one of those films where... And you'll hear me talk about actually in the Godzilla interviews coming up. It's like, mm -hmm. well, there's some movies you need to see in a theater, whether it's the reason because of the images on the screen in the sense of like an epic monster battle that would just be better than the, on a fucking airplane seat mm -hmm. in front of you, yeah, or the reactions of a crowd in a in a gathering of masses of of just going, oh shit! I always you know? I I always say in these big event movies you need to see it in a the theater. Yeah, you know. Um, 
and and don't I mean and you know a big event in the theater. I mean this is the first movie that took out the Avengers. So yeah. I mean so people are digging it. You're going to get a four. Everybody <laughs> predicted Detective Pikachu. I thought so too. But uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to get a four. But yeah. So he he goes on this you know wild you know basically run run for his life. And he's got one of those coins with a blood stamp on it. And mm-hmm. who does it belong to? Well, Miss Halle Berry. Ah, who does not age a day? Again, <laughs> I, I've said. I think I said it in this uh, in this episode. I I watch Catwoman with the sound down. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch her at anything. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, and she's got her, her own her own dogs that she she mm-hmm. takes very well care of. And uh, I'll just say the, the drinking game is for every dog time a man takes a bite right in the crotch. Oh. That's a that's a drink. You'll be dead in five minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, it is fun. It is exhausting. It is you know stands true to the rest of them. I think it's you know it, it, people are like, is this the best one? Yeah, you know they're all just kind of the same. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it, it's such a, a simple fucking you know plot line. Yeah, but they just made it work. You know, uh, I love that. Uh, there's some of the the henchmen that uh, Keanu Reeves is fighting. That you may have seen in the raid, like mm-hmm. you know these amazing uh, Asian uh, fighters, but I just I love Keanu Reeves, <laughs> just not graceful fighting style. He's mm. a fucking raw dog, like yeah. just just has a horrible stance because they're just beating the shit out of him. Oh yeah, every time somebody uh, crashes through a, a plane, a pane of glass, take fucking, a drink, take a drink. All right, you're not gonna make it. I swear to the end. Uh, I I had a great time with it. I'm ready for the fourth one. Lawrence Fishburne's in there. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm uh, probably three and a half. You really, know, for what it is, you know, awesome. You got it. My ratings, you always have to say like, yeah, I might give three and a half to this, and I might give three and a half to something that might win Best Picture. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, but for what it is, you're gonna yeah. have a good time with this thing. Well, my attorney Ed Brass loved it. <laughs> well, uh, he's got good taste. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do next? Booksmart? Yeah, let's do Booksmart. Okay. Um, so now this is being described to me as. Uh, uh, what was the movie with McLovin? I was going to say it's a modernized super bad. Yeah, super bad. That's what I call it. Yeah, too. with 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 women, with 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 girls, and uh, yeah, that's so basically the premise is I'm trying to find their names real fast because the one actress I was like, wait a minute, because I, I watched the show that night and it had the same actress. Her name is uh, Beanie Feldstein, I think. Uh, oh yeah, she's like the brunette one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is in What We Do in the Shadows. Have you been watching What We Do? I in the have, Shadows? and she's funny. Isn't she <laughs> Seth Rogen's sister though? Ooh, in real life? Yeah, I think so. I had no idea about that. If that's the case, one of them is related to, I think, Seth Rogen. I want to say, mm, I don't know, or somebody like oh, Seth Rogen, younger sister of actor Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Okay, see, I, I can kind of see it in the face yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. You cool. Can get Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen mixed up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, there you go. There you uh, go. Beanie Feldstein. Um, yes. So yeah, so uh, so she's in there, and then another actress uh, with red hair named uh, Caitlin Den- uh, Dever. D e v e r. Uh, so they are like valedictorian and, and you know second runner up. They're the smartest kids in class. Blah blah this. You know the, they're the pretentious ones, the ass kissers of the teachers. You know like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. All the, the good kids, girls. All yeah. the other kids hate them. But this is what I love about it, though, is that um, so there's a scene there in the bath. Like she's in the bathroom stall. It's a classic you know high school scene where everybody's talking shit about you mm-hmm. at the sink. So they yeah. don't know you're in there. So she comes out and she's like, you know what? Talk shit about me. Go right the fuck ahead. I'll be at like you know I can't remember like Princeton next year. You yeah. know I got a full fucking ride. You know when, when you know. You enjoy your high school years like that, and there's one of the girls that's making fun of her, kind of like you know more prop, you know, mm-hmm. um, we call it a punky kind of girl, whatever you want to call it. She goes, "Yeah, I'm going to Princeton too." Oh, okay. Oh, fuck me. Ah. Goes, oh, hey Todd, where are you going? He goes, "Oh, I, I'm going to Yale on a soccer scholarship." Oh, okay. Hey, you know, Tommy, where are you going? Oh, uh, I'm not going to college. Google gave me a a, a, a full ride. You know, six figures starting wow. in. So she's like, "What the fuck?" Like that, you know? Because uh, apparently, in in modern day school, you're not allowed to say where you're going to college, so it doesn't offend everybody else. Oh, like you can't brag that I'm going to Harvard, kind of thing. Yeah. 
So she finds out that, wow, you know, yeah, I did do good grades and, you know, that, but so did they. And I, they had yeah. a life. You I, know? I stayed out of trouble. I did all the right mm-hmm. things. And but, they're they're still getting rewarded. Well, but they did it too. They just is that your life in those books was not everything that you had to do. Like there is a balance in this world, you know. And so where she leaned all the way to the left, mm-hmm. they found a, a balance right in the middle, you know. So it kind of tells people like, yeah, man, there can be life outside the books, you know. Mm-hmm. So they go on this adventure to find a party, and it turns into a, a typical thing. But it's it's really good. It's very modernized. It's it's great, funny as shit. Um, directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh, so yeah, I think it's her directorial, directorial debut. So yeah, check it out. You know, I don't know if you need to rush to a theater for it, but you know, it's definitely worth a watch. You know, whether a date night or something like that. Three stars, three easy. Yeah, maybe okay. three and a half. Maybe three and a half. Yeah, yeah three and a quarter. Feeling good today. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Aladdin. Aladdin. The okay. the live action remake. Yeah, I say is. doink doink live is. action. Well, this one is live action. You yeah. know, this isn't like uh, the one I get people shit for saying live action is Lion King. Lion King. There's yeah. Nothing in there that's live action. It doesn't it's look just, it. It's just a newer version of animation. Yep. Uh, this one though is is live action, um, but yeah, you, it's the same storytelling. And the one that always gets everybody, it's directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So, and even Shannon, I think on the, one of these episodes recently, yeah. we had that was like, "What the fuck?" Well, you know, I'm like, sure. I'm sure the action sequences are great. <laughs> they are uh, a lot of parkour. Yeah. Um, which I watched like the old '92 version, like not too long ago, and I was like, "If they're gonna pull this off, like th- this guy has to be in shape." And the guy who plays him is uh, Mina. Masood, I don't know. Is yeah, no, I've I've heard nothing but great things about him and He's Jasmine. Good. Jasmine is Naomi Scott. Yeah, who I'd interviewed. If you go back, uh, she was the Pink Ranger at Power yeah. Rangers, and it was one of the funniest interviews. And I actually brought it up with her as we were setting up the interview. She's like, "Shit, is that the one we kept laughing and we couldn't stop?" I was like, "That's it." She's like, "Oh my god, I totally remember it." She's like, "We were so delirious at that point, we just like didn't give a shit anymore." And I was like, <laughs> "As you shouldn't." Um, so yeah, so it's them two. Uh, you know, you, Will Smith is our genie this time. Just gonna get it out of the way because it's like the turd in the punch bowl. He's not Robin Williams. We all fucking well, yeah. we all fucking get it. You know, like it's. I mean, put yourself in his shoes. Sure. You know, that's that's uh, first of all, wow. I would say no. It, well, it's the same thing going back to you know? Enright doing Han Solo. Yeah. You know, either you say fuck it, I'm gonna do it because if I don't, someone will. Yeah. And and just give it all I can, or at least try to make it my own. You and know? certainly try to make it your own. Yeah, I wouldn't even try to do a Robin Williams impression <laughs> if you're going to do it. Especially you know? that one. That and Mrs. Doubtfire don't even get fucking you know yeah. ten blocks from it. You know. Yeah. Um. So he and Will Smith does. You know, it's a little jarring at first because you're like, that's not that's not my genie like that. You know, mm-hmm. you always have you kind of have that instinct. And I'm like, you know what? Just let him have it. You know. Yeah, because even in these live productions that you see, the play version, they're, yeah, they're people doing a Robin Williams impression oh, essentially. So gotcha. Well the scenes that I've seen on the YouTube. Sure, sure. You know. He uh but yeah, they kind of let him have his I, I'd say he kind of fresh princes up, you know, yeah. like he brings like a kind of nineties hip hop style to it. You know, they let uh, you get the first dose of it in the Never Had a Friend Like Me. Uh, so yeah, it's good. You know, by the end of it, I was fine with it. You know, him being it, they actually humanize him a little bit more than they did in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give him a a love interest. I'll say that because you know he could become human if someone were to set him free. That's right. The story. Yeah. Um. It's but you know who who the love interest is? Hmm? It's uh, the one we were talking about. Uh, Is it Nassim? Is that her name from Saturday Night Live? Oh, I love her. It's she plays the handmaid to Jasmine. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have her in the background. She's Mm -hmm. funny as shit in that movie too. She's a very funny woman. And so uh, so you got her and uh. Let's see. I'm just jumping around. Like the costumes are amazing. Uh, Alan uh, Minken, who is yeah. legend in the Disney world, he yeah. basically wrote all the music for uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and That's the original right. Aladdin. And I and we got to interview him, uh, mm-hmm. and he had a piano in the room too. And I was like, shit, like you know. And some people walked out there. I was, did he play for you? No, I didn't really ask him. I'm like, so my last question I was like, it, he played a little bit before this. I asked him what song give you goosebumps, and I think he said, uh, "Always save the best for last." And he started playing that, you mm-hmm. know. 
But I said, it'd be a disservice. You've got a piano here. Can you just play something from Aladdin? And he started playing a whole new world. And like my like, just heart started beating. Like, well, yeah. It's just amazing. Because that's the guy. You know what he also did that I didn't know for a while, and then I think I was reminded of it? He did Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. Yeah, he did. That was one of his first oh, gigs. He okay. talks about that. That was his breakthrough. So anyway. All right. Uh, but the the it's good. You know, Overall, I mean, I enjoyed work? the hell out of it. You I, did? I, I okay. really did. Uh, you know, the, the the like I said, the costumes, the songs, the score. If those three don't get nominated, because there's a song called uh, uh, Speechless mm-hmm. uh, that's for Jasmine. They do revitalize Jasmine where she does. she's not as passive as she was in the 92 Yeah, because she was. Well, she's like, I just want to marry a prince. You know, like yeah. that. Well, this one is like, I want to lead my people. Like, I, you know, why the hell can't I be Sultan? That's the way. Boom. And they yeah. do it. And, I mean, Good. You kind of take a wild guess what happens at the end. Well. Uh, what consultants do? Change mm-hmm. the law. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, spoiler alert. <laughs> so. Well. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, some things I was a little weirded out by with some decisions that Richie had done with some of the action scenes and whatnot. But uh, so I think probably a three three stars for that one. Three so, stars yeah. for Aladdin. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, now let's get to Brightburn. <laughs> this is the one that I've been very curious about. Yeah. So this is uh, they were doing the junket down there too, but I did not make the cut. They kept it kind of small, fine, whatever. But I was like, I just want to see it. You mm-hmm. know? And they played it right before they showed us Godzilla, and they're like, Yeah, just catch the earlier shot, earlier shuttle, and we'll let you see it. Uh, pretty cool because uh, James Gunn introduced it. That's the if you saw my picture with him at, yeah. at the movie theater, and I was just like, "Hey, man! Like, you know, we've met before." And he's like, "Oh, it's going." You know, he doesn't remember, but <laughs> it was kind of funny because he said, "I came here from the set of Suicide Squad two just mm. to do the interviews tomorrow and and enter the movie tonight." Mm. Which I'm like, "Fuck!" I, I didn't realize they were already like filming. Oh yeah, I guess they are. So. Yeah, they've they've started and they're doing it in, in, in Atlanta. So, Got, which I always think is funny that now like everything's in fucking Atlanta for now. For now, unless they get their shit together. Yeah. I'm talking to you, hometown. Um, <laughs> so, Brightburn. So, basically, the story is you've got. Um, I'm trying to. Believe, I know it's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And then you've got the guy. Let me pull it up real fast. It, he plays the asshole ex-boyfriend on. Um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, the Office. Oh yeah. David yeah. Den- David Denman, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. So the it, it is these. I know. I kind of heard you on the radio earlier today, but they was like saying it. Don't say it's a Superman movie like that because people might think. Well, but that's the premise. It's and, Superman, <laughs> and this is and this is a a story that has been written in DC Comics. Sure, it's close to it. There was one Red Sun where it's mm. what if Clark landed in uh, in Russia. Oh, and there've been a bunch of different takes on this. Yeah, you know, yeah. what if Superman was an asshole? Yeah, and that's what this movie is. But yeah. I hesitate to describe it that way because people, you know, pedestrians, they they immediately think, oh, it's a Superman movie. Yeah, no, it's not a Superman movie, and it's not for kids. It's like, yeah, I mean. Like, you know. You'd have to say no. Yeah, definitely don't take the kids to this one. Um, it's like you're like it's not a Superman movie, but it's a Superman. It's it's a Superman. Yeah, because I mean the, the premise yeah. is these two, this couple are having trouble having a child. I mean it, that's that's, that's mowed over right like a minute. There. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're you know and they're getting frisky in the room and bam outside like that you know and, spaceship lands. But they don't yeah. really show it. They just like that. And all of a sudden it says like you know twelve years later or something oh, it's like that. Low and budget. Then, so. Yeah, exactly. Implied. <laughs> well, you, you see a little bit later. <laughs> that's but, all you need. But uh, so yeah, they've got this kid. His name's. Uh, Cal L. No, El Cal. His name. They went Superman Returns style. His name is Brandon. So yeah. Brandon uh, Ralph. Brandon, oh. Brandon Breyer, I think is his name. Because Brandon Ralph is Superman. Oh, that's what I'm saying. In Superman yeah. Returns, I like it. Uh, so, so he, uh, you know, everything's great. They they know he's different. Obviously, they found him in the woods in a spaceship. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but the the world doesn't really know, and he doesn't really know his own strength. Kind of, you know. Mm. But I don't know, and they never really explain it. I'm guessing puberty's a bitch because like he hits his birthday and all of a sudden shit starts happening. Like he starts convulsing like in the middle of bed because out in the in the fucking barn 
buried below, you know, underneath the yeah. the, the lock and the, and the floorboards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The and, like, ship you know, starts glowing. Well, it's yeah. glowing and like giving off voices and shit. And he's sitting there like getting possessed and like, oh. And then like, so it's and like Kryptonian knowledge. <laughs> right. And so, so basically, the first thing he does is he's got to mow his lawn. And so his dad's like, you know, this, you know, it's your job. You know, be responsible. He takes off down with this truck and the kid rips the cord to the lawnmower and basically rips a shove it and it chucks the fucking lawnmower across like the field of the farm <laughs> he's like shit and then it's running and he sticks his hand in the blades and just you know breaks the whole fucking thing they, that's on the internet it's, yeah it's yeah. in the trailer so basically yeah, i mean that's the premise this is essentially a fucking just low class b horror film that's all this is mm-hmm. you take the super shit out of it and it's just like you know you walk somebody it's one of those things where you, right when a character walks you're like dead yeah like you're not making this like you got yeah. five minutes you know <laughs> whether it's like the shitty um Shitty parent who calls him a freak, you know, because he broke her daughter's hand on yep. accident. He's dead. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> and then, like, you know, the dad, come on, you know, like, you know, yeah. all this kind of shit. Uh, but I will say there are scenes in this. I think they kind of show in the trailer. Like, there's a part where he, the, he shatters his glass, and this lady has to pull, please, a glass yes, out of her fucking that, eye. That's on the internet as well. It yeah. made me want to throw up. Oh it was yeah, so fucking disgusting. And so I think I texted Shannon. I know I texted our buddy uh, over at Disney because uh, he was he was curious, and uh, I go. Here's the here's the plot. This is the elevator pitch to it. What if Superman was born and we pissed him off and he just decided to royally fuck us up? Yep. Big time. You want to see what his laser eyes can really do? Oh yeah. Go see Brightburn. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a fucking blast with it. It's not Shakespeare. It's not fucking any high art by any means, but it's sure as hell fun. So I'm probably at three stars again. Wow, you know? a lot of good stuff out this yeah, week. Yeah, it's a great it was a great trip out there because awesome. I was just geek movie after geek movie. Awesome. All right, Brightburn. So, I'm gonna go see that one. Got to support, you know, stuff like this. Oh, God, I just thought of another image. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll fig- I'll figure out when I can go. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else before we leave? Uh, we're going to get to the second half of Slaps, which is your questions. I know people love that segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so your questions coming up. And then stay till the end for the interviews with the cast and director of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and you'll review it next week. Sure. Us, all right. Okay. Let's get back to Slaps. Please to enjoy. Whether you're trying to get a Mother's Day gift, something unique, stocking up on floaties for the pool parties and pride just around the bend, or getting together a nice graduation gift for a friend or a family member, looks like the month of May was made for Cabin Fever customers. Retro candy, hilarious and naughty books, lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles, licensed merchandise. Stop by and meet these fine folks. For over 35 years, Cabin Fever has been the go-to store for all of us outsiders. Located in the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East in Salt Lake City, Utah, providing one-stop shopping for the meek, the geek, and yes, the freak in all of our lives since 1982. It's Cabin Fever. With Mother's Day, graduation days ahead, pride at the beginning of June, visit Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 7th East. It's so much more than a card store. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. On June 11th, they're hosting a free sex education class from 7 to 9 p.m. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. 
Booze Teak is your summer wine and tiki cocktail accessory emporium, featuring geeky barware with your favorite Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC Comics, Doctor Who, drink-making essentials. You'll love the Stormtrooper decanter, Chewbacca can cozies, Captain America pint glasses, and Harley Quinn bottle openers, plus more traditional wine, beer, and cocktail accessories for entertaining. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday at 315 East Broadway in Salt Lake City, and if you're attending RuPaul's Dragon Con, look for booth 1519 or See them at the Utah Pride Festival. Go visit the Booze Teak booth and say hey. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my work Workout Buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. And welcome back. Woo-hoo. Oh god right. damn it. Uh, now at the end of this episode, who do we have? Uh, it is the uh, cast of King, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All so right. You've got uh, is it Thomas Middleditch. Is that the guy from Silicon Valley, I believe? Oh, yeah. Uh, you've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. again. I just interviewed him for a long shot. but uh, he's You mean stuck. Ice Cube's kid? Ice Cube's kid. He's, yeah. a, he's a fun interview. Like You can tell he's just yeah. having a great fucking time. Uh, you've got Vera Farmiga in there, Kyle oh. Chandler. Oh. I love Vera Farmiga. Her, I didn't know she has a sister who's about 21 years yeah. younger than her. 21? Yeah. Looks yeah. like her. Looks, Looks like just her. like her, like yeah. a young version of her. And she's in the new episode, well, now a couple, maybe a couple weeks old, now uh, Twilight Zone. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. She's the main star of it. So, yeah. Uh, so she's Is got, Molly Billy Brown? Brown Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, Brown will be there. Yeah, yeah she's there. Oh, and 11. Then, um, God, like I said, Kyle Chandler. And then the one that he's not going to be there the day I'm there, but uh, I like Bradley Whitford. Oh, oh I love yeah, him. He's going to be there yeah. too, but not on that the day liberal that cuck. <laughs> I like him. I can't. Right. He's in Billy Madison. Do you see that guy's balls? They were weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to our Facebook page for questions for the panel. It's dueling questions. Lee, you go. All right, John wants to know. Uh, we're all drinking in a saloon in the Wild West. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a sore throat today. It's got a thing. When a bar fight breaks out, who is doing what? I.e., punching the piano player, pulling their guns, flipping over the card table, etc. Oh, all the panelists. What are we doing? We're in a we're in a saloon in the Wild Ooh. West, and a fight and a fight breaks out. What does each one of us decide we're going to do? I think I'm flipping tables. You flipping tables? Yeah. Well, I'm obviously playing Black Betty on the piano. Yeah. Obviously, so. I'm punching the piano player as he plays Black Betty. <laughs> I am running away because it's the Old West, and uh. this doesn't turn out well. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, idea. why the fuck am I here? Yeah, I'm Good just, idea. I'm just, I'm going. I'm just I'm just getting on a boat by myself somewhere. Okay. I'm making sure the prostitutes are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. They need to be. I uh I am uh 
if if you saw the trouble with tribbles, I did see the trouble. With who's this? Who's the guy who sells the tribbles? What's his name? Oh, no. Fuck. Come Why on. would you ask me this question? Because I'll be doing what the he answer was. Burnout Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing what he was doing when the fight broke out in the bar. He had in a, trouble he with had tribbles. A great name. He yeah he does. Uh, he was going around while everyone else was busy stealing their drinks and drinking. Yeah, them. there you go. That's what I would <laughs> be doing. Carried the, That's what I. Would it's the truth. I think we all said our truth. We've said our truth, <laughs> and it's slapping. Slaps? It's it slaps. Twist it. Slaps. I know it Bop fucks. It. It, fucks. It, it fucks. It fucks. It fucks. It fucks. It, uh, it slaps. Totally fucks. We, <laughs> we can't go forward until Lee finds the name of the guy. From Trouble with Tribbles. Uh, who's, who's selling the Tribbles? Cyrano Jones. Cyrano Jones, thank you. Cyrano Jones! <laughs> I'll be pulling a Cyrano Jones. All right. That's good, yeah, because you, you got to crawl across the counter, like, taking shots, and, and you're grabbing each shot. But the best part is, is somebody's body gets thrown over the counter every time you're about to grab a shot, so yep. you're running off to the next shot, and yep. you never actually get a drink until yep. you're slurping whiskey <laughs> off the counter with your tongue. That's exactly right. Yep. Jimmy. Egg wants to know, who is less trustworthy, Mysterio or the Scrolls? We, wow, that we were just talking, we were just about, talking it too. about That's that. crazy. I, I, Fuck it, scrolls. Fuck now, them. Well, did, he, does he specify MCU? Or? Well, I'm sure that's what he's talking you know about. What's, you know what's interesting? Both characters, they wear purple and green. Ah, mm, this is, just like this Donatello. Is point. And the Green Goblin. <laughs> and, yep. and, the, and the Joker. Yep. Mr. Mm. J. Uh, I would say in the MCU, I, I still maintain that the scrolls are going to turn. Um, At least some of them, but I think there's got to be some. I of think them. that Mysterio's going to. I think Mysterio's a piece of shit. I think he's the least trustworthy. Because I don't think you'd have a Jake Gyllenhaal who would be well, taking a role. That's I also have just a, a hero or right. watch just a, a villain. You know, watch Nightcrawler. The dude doesn't play a villain. I yes. agree. I was actually but, just thinking about that movie. Yeah. But also, I think he might be a fucking liar that he's from a multiverse. That's too. what I think like, too. Maybe, I think he's ooh. lying about that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Oh. I, I, I'd say you know if you really want to get to because Mysterio's a fucking liar. If you want to get to the root of Mysterio. Uh, Kevin Smith's um, Guardian Devil, Guardian Devil storyline. It's yes. one of the best where, things where, you ever read. Where Mysterio, dying of cancer, decides since he's never going to beat Spider-Man, he's just going to take Daredevil apart, <laughs> and he does. I want to say I read that one. It's oh, he so, fucks it's, with it's him. Such a, it's, it's a great run. He it's has a great he has, run. he has he has Matt convinced that he's uh, actually a custodian for the Antichrist, yep. and oh god, it's so while, good. While we're talking Daredevil, yeah, I got to tell you because people ask me all the time, what comic book should I be reading? Mm-hmm. I will say to them, it usually doesn't matter who's writing. <laughs> Daredevil has always been a satisfying read to Shadowland me. Shadowland was a great run. Yeah, because I, I had a stack of them that I, you know, we were killing time out in the backyard a week or so ago, and I had a stack that I needed to get to. I would, I would also say uh, anything Rick Remender's writing yeah. is definitely worth your time. See, and, I, like, and this was the death of Daredevil, this most recent with Charles Soleil and, and, and Chip Zdarsky and a bunch of writers. Oh, and Chip Zdarsky. Satisfying shit. So just if you're if you're picking up a comic, start with Daredevil. Why not? All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn now? It's your turn. All right. All right. <laughs> Trevor asks, other than the United States, what country would you most want to live in? Oh, yeah. And on the geek side, what crossover event, either Marvel or DC, would you like to see made into a movie? Mm. Well, as far as countries goes, I could list them. Yeah, you could. You've been to most of them. God, Paris is such a great city. Mm. Mm. And... Uh, if, if you if you befriend the locals, you just you're gonna have a great fucking time. Uh, I love Italy, except for the racism and homophobia. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, those, those are, are kind of bad. Yeah, um, I like London. London's great. I, I yeah, want to go to Japan. I want to go to Tokyo. Japan's awesome too. Getting around's a little tough if you don't yeah. speak. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably I got go Google with Translate. I'll, I'll probably work. go with uh, UK. 
For UK, me, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Scotland's great. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And great people. My heart says Sweden, but my soul says Spain. Mm. So I've never been to either, but I'm going to try to change that. Well, I've never been to I'm, Spain. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been to old. Uh, the one thing I've always wanted to see, and, and our, uh, a yeah. friend of ours has, has actually walked the Appian Way. Uh, going out of Rome. Oh. Mm. And that's the road that the Romans uh, used to march to the Mediterranean. And oh. that's still kind of there. For the I like show. Boise. <laughs> <laughs> that's still in the U.S. Oh, oh he means Boise um, uh, in Outer Mongolia. Oh, yeah, Boise, Mongolia. Exactly. You know. It's a weird place. <laughs> uh, now, what was the part two of that question? Uh, it was... DC or Marvel crossover event that we'd like to see made into a movie. Secret Wars, man. Secret yeah, Wars. Secret yeah. Wars. Secret, I, I, Secret Wars. I, I was, awesome. and I, that's what I hope for with this new phase is that, yeah, we get the Eternals and everything, but I hope that you know Strange gets the power of the Beyonders and and we finally get a great incarnation or incarnation of Doom. Doom. I just want to see Doctor yeah. Doom. Yeah. yeah. I just, Ooh. I just, I just want to see it done right, and I, I, I would love to see how they did Battle World in, in Secret Wars too, <laughs> and and like we get God Doom and he's sitting on the throne of Ysidral and he. Rules over the nine realms and shit. I I I I just want to see that because I think because there's no other way to top five, it. Oh. Five years ago, I would have said that's too weird for Muggles. I don't believe that anymore. Well, right. I, no. I honestly think you're going to uh, in about ten years see Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and right. and Wanda says no more mutants. Oh yeah, uh, you know oh, how, we man. finally oh. get the House of M moment. Oh, I want to see, I wanna see House of House oh, of M. Man. I want to see that. Yeah. I know stuff. I wouldn't be surprised I, if we see Doom as the emerging villain in, in the I wouldn't be surprised next, either. Well, the well, thing it, is, we're, you've it, got nowhere to go. It, it makes for, sense. Well, well you do. Yeah. You do, though. There you is got, a, you got either Kang, Doom, or Galactus. Kang, Kang, Modoc. Well, Modoc's no, yeah. being done by Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Doom is he really is, doing it? Yeah. Cartoon, yeah. yeah. Oh. But Doom is the... He is. He is the villain. He mm-hmm. is the Marvel supervillain. Yeah. He really is the king of them all, isn't I, he? I think that's going to be the next big thing, because if you think about it, like hero wise, <laughs> we're rock solid. You know, we're we're pretty packed to the brim. Like, yeah. We just lost Thanos. We don't. Loki's probably going to be gone from the MCU. Like, he might have the Disney Plus thing. Phase four is supposed to be really celestial based, so Galactus is kind of a natural choice. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I would also say, too, yeah. but, but I'd also say Galactus is maybe a a first act of the celestial yeah. stuff. I'm just saying the next big thing in the MCU is going to be it's got to be a villain. It's like got a, it's a gotta rock be, solid it's villain. It's got to be Kang or Doom or both. Like yeah. cuz they, they open they with, do both. With, yeah, yeah, time time is We've already got time travel. Yeah, yeah so, so Kang is perfect for it, but Doom to me is like it, it, it makes sense. It's yeah. just like he has got to be the big bad because it when, well, when you watch that when you excuse me, when you read that Secret Wars run and, and what he did as just yeah. God Doom, and you're like, fuck, he, he just felt like the ultimate final boss. What would be so cool with Doom is because what would make it so awesome is he's from Earth, mm-hmm. and he rises to be a mm-hmm. biggest, the biggest threat around, yeah. even but, though he's a human. And he's done that, though. He know? did that in, uh, <clears throat> God, what was that series called where he reshaped the whole oh, yeah. universe? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, like but, all the different, like there was like that different... There was turned Johnny Storm into the fucking sun. Yeah. <laughs> he made the thing into a fucking wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what I oh, now that I think about it, there was a run. Oh, oh, I'm loving this. There was a run where Doom decided that he was going to be better than Iron Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and it was a great run. He became Iron Man. But while we're doing that, Ooh. then we we definitely need to see the superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, want yeah. superior yeah. Spider-Man because so badly. Holy shit. 
Superior that was a, Spider-Man is fantastic. It was uh, who? No, who, who wrote that? It was Dan Slott, right? It was Dan Slott. Dan Slott wrote Superior that Spider-Man. That guy's a goddamn that, genius. That whole thing. The first that, time he, the first time he punches one of the Wrecking Crew, and he's like, "Parker's been holding back." I mean, everybody, yeah, bitched about that series when it started because, yeah. and, and and I'm I was like, too busy screaming to I'm, complain about it. <laughs> it I was like, amazing. It was really good. It was yep. really fucking good. I yep. want to see Superior Spider-Man. Pick that up if you haven't. Yeah, it's a great graphic novel. Yeah. Next question. Who's next? Ooh. Um, <laughs> let me pull it up. I had it, and it disappeared. You? Uh, Paul Paul White. Hi, Dr. Paul. Hey, Dr. White. Doctor. Simple, simple questions. We've got two of them. We'll start with the first one. Who on the panel gets to wield the gauntlet and snap? Either movie, either time. That's the first question. I wouldn't pick it up. Yeah, not me. I wouldn't either. Look at it the whole time. Yeah, fucking yeah. killed Tony. I'm going to the start. I was going to say, it already killed one Tony. No, I don't, don't want it. I guess, I guess the question would be, if you did snap, what would you be snapping for? Well, that's the thing. Rhythm. That's yeah. <laughs> I could use some of that. That's the thing, is that we? I don't think even Thanos knew that it was going to react the way it did. I, I think, think so. he knew he was going to get what he got. But he, he didn't know that it would kind of explode. Take a toll right, on him. him up. Take a toll on him. Fuck him up. I don't think he knew that. And he did it twice. Um, I can't snap like like normal people snap. I snap like this. So I snap like this. So it wouldn't work for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could snap like I could snap how normal like it just like, doesn't make a noise. Yeah. You know, but it's, um, not, it's not as good. So if we're snapping for something, is if that's the question. Well, I I, I would undo about four hundred years. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would just, you know, just, just while I'm at it. Just start. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, start I just hand the glove to Jay. I'd, I would undo the last two years. <laughs> I can't take this shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. I would double the universe's resources. But if I un... <laughs> That's what a kid told me. A 10-year-old kid's like, why didn't Thanos just make a bunch of stuff? Make everything, you know, yeah. make enough food make for us. Yeah, that was Kari's. Yeah. yeah, and see, and I wouldn't snap at all. Yeah. I I because I know that I yeah. don't, I don't have what it takes yeah. in my heart and in yeah, my head. You to, know my my brain saying I just want to I just want to make a, a you know Roddenberry in future. Uh, obviously, something bad would happen there. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would prefer that we just get there naturally. Yeah, because we know what the Twilight Zone. I was gonna say monkey's paw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monkey's paw. And somebody just... did. This is this is a separate question, but the same question. Somebody asked if uh, if if every life. In the universe, was ex- uh, half of it was extinguished. And yeah, it was it animals, said. plants. Oh yeah, they yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and they make it pretty clear toward the end when birds appear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Which uh, I, that was a cool moment for me. Birds. And Paul's second question. <laughs> uh, like Captain America, uh, who on the panel has Geek Show's ass? Like, <laughs> well, it's Jay. It's probably Jay because Jay. <laughs> I, I challenge it. It's already been discussed that I have the ass of a Cabbage Patch doll. So I don't do enough squats. It's the it's the cornerstone of my workout. It's either Jay or Jimmy. I don't um, do enough squats. I like, think it's different types of asses, though. Right? I had a, like, I had that's, a, a, that's a like a good like you know toned ass. Mine's I just had like a, bubbly. I had a phenomenal <laughs> ass in 1993. <laughs> I mean, but I'm almost 50. I mean, my my glory yeah. ass days are far gone. Glory ass. But there was there that's was a, not true. No, there was a period of glorious. time. There was a there was a period of time where I. I Drink pretty much free at any bar I went to because of my ass. Oh, oh. see, all uh, you need to do is get with Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. He'll bring you right back, put that ass back in the, uh, the spotlight. There was a band that I used to book at Burt's. They were from New York, and they were called the Barnyard Playboys. <laughs> and they, what type of music were they? Just rock or I, it was like it was like rock, like ah, rock it's hard to explain. It was like rockabilly, but like almost like uh, presidents of the United States of America. Oh, okay, kind of stuff. all right. Mm. So, uh, yeah. but they they wrote my theme song, which. Flat butts and beer guts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hank Hills of America. <laughs> there you go. 
was, uh, this question was it was aimed at me, but I'm actually going to turn it out to the table. Uh, Dan asks what cassette tape was in 80s Lee's Walkman. Mm. I think that's actually a really good question. I mean, some of you that guys. That is. Yeah, that is a fantastic well, question. Well, his was, um, like, Jimmy's was Baby Einstein. Right, it was. <laughs> well, you're an 84 kid, right? And, I'm 82. And, 82? So yeah. I had to Walkman. Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> I was very angry about this. Actually, the first cassette I ever Jimmy's, bought. Jimmy's, uh, 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 Quad T's was, uh, you know, the sounds of his uh, parents uh, making him. No, I think I, 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 I snuck in there. I think the first soundtrack no. I ever bought on cassette was Beetlejuice. Well, yeah, 88. Yeah. Danny Elfman. I snuck in there. Uh, so, so funny story. Uh, I got my first Walkman in 1985. My parents saved up because they were dirt fucking poor. They saved up and they got me two things. A backpack for me to carry my school books in. An original artwork that Camo Del Toro could not buy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a Walkman, a yellow Walkman. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that backpack never saw a single school book. All that backpack <laughs> saw were the, uh, I had T- uh, TDX or TDK, TDK cassette tapes, the 90 minute cassette tapes. Yep. Oh yeah. I had about 140 of those in that backpack wow. and I just hauled it around everywhere. So heavy rotation uh, would be uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. I had that one pretty heavy. Um, and uh, Billy, w- uh, Billy Idol's first album. Um, Dancing with Myself, I think, was the title. I'm not the, sure. Or Rebel Yell. Re- yeah. Rebel Yell was on it. Yeah. So that was a good one. And uh, Pink Floyd, um, Shine On Your Crazy Diamond, that that album. Mm. Uh, that probably wasn't the name of the album. but that No, was, that's the name of the album. Yeah, I listened to that. Oh, it's Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. Yeah. So I don't remember the titles of the albums because they were all on cassette that I had recorded off of uh, Rock 103. <laughs> right. When they do yeah. an album side weekend. And I would just record the fucking album off of the off the radio station. Hey, it's your brother Chuck Jackson. It's album side weekend, Rock 103. <laughs> yep. I can tell you that the album, uh, two albums that I absolutely or like tapes that I just destroyed in the eighties, mm-hmm. the Cramps, Bad Music for Bad People. Yes. And the first uh, Toy Dolls album, uh, oh, Bare really? Bare Ass Cheek. Yeah, Fucking back like, to that ass theme. Again. Yeah, that album changed my life. Oh. Yeah. Two great albums. Yep. Toy Dolls, everybody. Right yeah, um, Green Day's Dookie. Oh, <laughs> no, like classic. You no, know, like it, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a '90s kid <laughs> and, and well, '80s '90s kid, and and Nirvana's Nevermind and like Wu Tang Clan. Uh, there's mm. the, like those were that that was my skating music. Those those three mm. albums were like my my and they're perfect skating music. Um, well then and then there was a uh, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Biggie's album. Um, Ready, oh, ready uh, to die. Yeah, those were those were like those four were pretty much like the biggest parts of my shit. And then just random mixtapes that I made off ninety two point three the beat, like which is old mm-hmm. old school LA uh, hip hop station. Yep. But those were, those four albums kind of shaped your boy more mm. more than anything. Yeah. I didn't really get into music until I was in high school. You weren't allowed to. Footloose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> music, <laughs> music is of the devil. <laughs> you were dancing in warehouses. Uh. So. Is in high school. I, warehouse. Uh, my my terrible taste in music extends back to high school. Nickelback. Uh, there there was some uh, Nickelback. There was some, there was some Creed. Uh, Creed. There was a lot of Creed. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Uh, live. Oh my God, Mike. Oh my God. Live. live dude. You would have loved I, the radio station. Were you listening to Cold as well? Oh yeah, Cold for sure. I, I, finally, I finally realized live was terrible years later. Yeah, um, collective soul, and yeah, definitely collective and soul. I can, I can get into a little collective soul. <laughs> I, still, I had a weird sexual experience with, with so. collective soul. Collective Most soul. Of your sexual I don't want to talk about it. And Metallica. 
right. That's what I, that's what I like. You know what? All right. Side, sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. Sidebar. Um, this was, this this is one of the greatest things about Metallica that I discovered whilst on the road with my buddy Shane Smith. Shout out to him. Uh, we were just we were driving through Indiana, and we started listening to Metallica's uh, with the San Fran. Uh, San oh, the S and M album. Or, yeah, the S and M album. Yeah, with, great with, album. With that, with the orchestra, and I was like, this is the this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, Michael Kamen was the yeah. conductor for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's I the guy watched... that did the first X Men movies soundtrack as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was also the Kamen writer um, in Japan. So it's it's nineteen eighty eighties eighties. Yeah. All right, so if we're starting with the <laughs> 80s, I went through, Faces. in the 80s, I went through, so I was experimenting with everything, musically. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, come on, clarify. And yes, musically. Uh, because I, I would have uh, The Best of Sam and Dave. Uh, I would have uh, John Lee Hooker. Yeah. But I would also have uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, and The Final Cuts. The Wall's amazing. Uh, two very important albums to me. Uh, I would also be starting to get into the uh, the, the the new music, the, the the new stuff that's coming over, and uh, I can't remember if Disin- like, like Dis- Kaja Goo Goo. No, like the Cure. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't. Re- I can't remember. Was Disintegration in the eighties? Disintegration was ninety one. Ninety one. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that or, was a very important. Or album no, and I'm sorry, eighty nine was 89? Disintegration. Yeah, okay, because yeah. that was that was also very important. Uh, that album, album came out when I was in California after leaving my ex wife. Uh, but yeah, so. I was I was I went through a I went from blues to punk to 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 Pink Floyd to and then then I started working at KJQ in the late uh, later eighties eighty six and you found like when we met and you found all that late late seventies Cure early eighties Cure yeah and that's what I and then I had to you know reintroduce myself into that because that's what I was working but then as I got older. I realized I was such a fucking music snob. Mm. Oh, Kinks as well in the. You Indian. love the Kinks. I've always loved the Kinks. They're in Endgame, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are in Endgame. Uh, supersonic rocket ship. Thank you. Yeah, also, yeah. Pink Floyd in the Doctor Strange movie, Astronomy Don- Dominier. Mm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but uh, I went through this period where it was like it had to be pure. It had to be, right. you know, this this modern music, this stuff that was coming over from England. And I realized as I got older. I dismissed a lot of awfully good shit. I, I got to in, a point like at yeah. one point in my life too, and so like I had that. to go, I had to go back and rediscover Cheap Trick and the mm. Police. The fucking and, Cheap yeah. Trick is such a great fucking. Yeah, band. you know, I had to go back and rediscover that because at that time I was like, it has to be this or nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so now I, I there's so many different styles of music that I listen to. So I couldn't pick one cassette, but if I am picking a cassette that I have to listen to for the for, for the 80s? Is it the Awesome Mix? It's the Awesome Mix. <laughs> <laughs> awesome Mix Volume 1. No, I had to go back and reintroduce myself to a lot of that 70s pop that uh, I, I shit on for so many years. And, and rediscover it and realize that's what I listened to when I was a little kid. Yeah. Hell, I, I am fucking Star-Lord, you know? Yeah. Man for so. Man and Earth Man. I remember that yeah. vividly from when I was a kid and then hearing it a couple years ago and going, this, is, you know? this slaps. No, I, I realize I am Star Lord. You know, when, when I started watching that movie, I went, "I'm that kid." I, I, I listened to that music. I wish I had an alien girlfriend. I, you know, <laughs> so, I wish I had a raccoon that was my so, co-pilot. You so, know? Timmy, I, I wish. No, you wish that Rocket Raccoon was your friend because you read him in the comic books. I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to cut in line if you don't mind. Go for it for the next question. Because oh, yeah. this one's aimed directly at Carrie, Wait, oh, and we're right. already on that oh, hold subject. Up. Just, just and before you get to it, just, just real quick. So, are you Cap or you're Star Lord? 
I, you know, I I star, wish star I cap. wish I was yeah, cap. cap. I wish I was cap. Okay. Let's just put it that way. I'm I'm probably Star Lord because I'm an idiot, but I wish I was that. Good. I can respect that. I wish I was Black Panther, but I am deep down Black Panther. When I go back to mine though, real fast is that like because yeah. uh, Beetlejuice was my, I think my favorite one, but I, I would only buy soundtracks. Soundtracks for the longest, your thing. Yeah, yeah, I would always listen to soundtracks, and I think the first album I bought was like Pearl Jam's Ten, I think. That's, That's a, a good album. Good album. But that was my first one. But uh, but yeah, I remember listening to that, and it's funny, I still do it nowadays. Cause I think after we all saw Endgame, I kept listening to that uh, the, the, song. the opening song, "Dear yeah. Mr. Fantasy." Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, was it Traveler? I need yeah. to. Yeah. I need to buy that. Yeah, so good. There was okay, a lot well, of there was a lot of uh, interesting big band music that I was into when I was a kid. So. I, me too. Yeah, big band was fantastic. I listened to a lot of jazz. okay. Real quick though, so, before we get to the next yeah. question. Uh, what was the first album that you guys bought with your own money? <laughs> oh, with your own money. That's Mine so was. I, I don't even want no, to say. I, I'm Come not on. ashamed. I own my terrible oh, music. With you your all own know this. Money. This it is was. Like, it God, was live. The distance to here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> live. The distance Mine's to here. Mine's gonna be the worst. Mine's gonna uh, be the worst. Queen's Flash Gordon soundtrack. Boom. That's, that's a good, a good one. one. That's a that good one. Good choice. I think Pearl Jam Ten was the one. Pearl Jam Ten. Come on. I'll I'll go then. Come on, man. It can't be any worse. No, I'll go. El- Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Well, that's, that's a good so one. Good. That's so good. The whole album is awesome. <laughs> I'm excited for that movie, too. I know you feel bad about yours, but let me tell you mine. It's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm the big loser in this one. Okay, oh, come well, let's on. see. Let's see. Go ahead. It's come on, Jay Crisscross. It's a battle. Oh, I, mom bought that. No, like, my mom bought a lot of albums, but the first album I bought with my own fucking money this was one. at Tower Records. Okay. I know on Sunset. Change a lot of the some, some. Know that we would always been down, down. Oh, 311? It was a 311 album. Oh, no. Oh. So, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> all right. It's disgusting. It was Jack Wagner's. No. Yeah. All I need. All I need. It's just, just a, a little, little more, more time, time <laughs> to be sure. What I Because I used to watch, I used to watch General Hospital yes. with my grandma, and then he, like, and he had the hit then. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm, so that's embarrassing. I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> wow. All right. What's the next I, question? Uh, I'm glad I didn't have the worst answer for, for once. Nice. Uh, uh, Lorna, Lorna, Lorna has a great question. She says, "Carrie, what music would you choose for Guardians Three? Now knowing there's a certain character probably along for the ride." Oh well, yeah, I'm more Led Zeppelin. Yeah, she says, yeah, uh, yes. you know, definitely open for the rest of the panel, but Carrie always gives amazing answers for this sort of thing. Uh, definitely Led Zeppelin, and uh, I'm still trying to research as to whether James Gunn picked the two songs for uh, Endgame. Uh, oh, the I'm, opening ones? Yeah. Well, it had to be. The opening and the Kinks song. I'm pretty sure he picked yeah. the Kinks song. Uh, I'm still trying to get my... Uh, we got to get some more... Uh, uh, let's see. Is it hot chocolate that I'm still... I'm still gunning for. It needs to be in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, because I did my own kind of play. I'm, I wish I'd have prepared for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yes, I need... Uh, I need everyone's a winner. Hot chocolate in there. Um, Captain Marvel got me a celebrity skin from Hole in there. That's a great song. Uh, let's see. And uh, we need some Joan Jett in there. Well, you, got, yes. you got Cherry Bomb in or the first some... movie. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I want some just some straight-ahead Joan Jett in there. Uh-huh. And uh, why don't we have any Johnny Cash in there? Ooh, that'd yeah. be good. I'd like some cash in there. Seven Cash? Uh, I don't think... I, you know, I love you don't Cash. think? You don't think? You don't think it would fit? It doesn't work? Hmm. 
Mm. Okay, I, 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 let me come back to this because... Okay, you should come back to that uh, later. I'll have to do some research on another day. <laughs> I personally think The Third Guardian should be a silent movie. Ah. Oh, with like title cards and everything? Yeah. And just a piano playing. Well, like. Oh, get that guy from the from the theater in L.A. to just go around and play. That's them. a terrible. Yeah. Idea. Okay, since Thor <laughs> since Thor is here, we got to have uh, Molly Hatchet flirting with disaster. Oh my God, that's perfect. All right, so there's one <laughs> for the awkward love scene between him and Star Lord. <laughs> yes, flirting with disaster. All right. Uh, Joshua wants to know what are some movies or shows that are gen- generally recognized as being bad, but you love them anyway. Uh, I got one that. that yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. The one I, I don't want to say it's bad, but the one I, I was just talking about this the other day about you, that you and I watch on TV is American Housewife, and I don't know why we watch it. It's not for us. No, but I still watch. <laughs> this the hell is out not of a it, show so. that is made for us, but we watch the hell out of it. I have no idea. I don't even really laugh out loud. I, I don't, but I just enjoy it. I, hackers. You know a lot of people I, don't like the movie Hackers. I love it. Oh my god. Oh Hackers. I but just, I love that lady that's on American Housewife. She was in uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. yeah. I can't stop watching I, I How to Get Away with Murder. No, huh. really? Yeah, I just can't. I, I, that does not. Seem no, but she's 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 amazing though. But uh, Jimmy, for you and I, I think it's uh, Impractical Jokers. No, fuck that show's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! You don't like that show. Most people think it is. See, and and you guys have been singing its praises. <laughs> and you're like, fuck that. And show. I decided I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> and it is fuck that show. Oh. Like, those guys are a couple of. Dipshits. Like I can't listen to these two anymore. Oh, my when I God! Shows. As we record this, I watched it right before I came. Here. I was seriously crying, like in my room, just <laughs> yeah. laughing so Eat hard. Eggs. No, how, to, how, eggs. To, how to get away with murder? You got Viola Davis. She's she's, she's amazing. And even though the the source material is terrible, she rises above it constantly. No, and Sue watches that, and I, yeah. I occasionally I'll step in and watch, and I'll go, yeah, I no, get it. It's, I it's, get it. It's scenery chewy, but I can't stop watching. So. Every every time I think of hackers, though, I saw it in theaters. I'll never forget if you remember this scene because he got banned from using a computer. For, it's real was, cool, baby. Yeah, so he got banned from using computers, and so he does something. And his mom comes and yells at him. She's like, "Are you using a computer like that?" You know, and she starts yelling at him like that. And he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, "No, mom, and I'm still a virgin like that." <laughs> and this guy in the theater goes, "What a douche!" Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the entire theater started laughing. <laughs> I wish I'd spent less time defending Gotham though, because that last season was a turd. Oh. Oh, but I, you finally got... I thought you liked it. I, you finally got that your... last season. No, no. no. You, you finally got your classic looks for the villains in there. You know, you got yeah. Penguin with the pur- like, purple lapels. Is that the oh. only redeeming quality? Yeah, the, cost, the costuming was, was pretty dead on for that yeah, last they, episode. But it really... And I know that a lot of the... A lot of the creative team had already moved on to other projects by the mm. by the time the fifth season hit. Mm. So you had they're working on that Pennyworth series, which actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> um, and a lot of the actors had already been cast to different things. So it really just felt like they're like, oh, we have to do thirteen more episodes. Cool, let's phone it in. Yeah. There there was an amazing pilot, uh, first episode with this, you know, literally Jim Gordon and Scarecrow fighting. Uh, oh yeah. You know, scythe versus knife. It was and a great costume. It was fantastic. And then it just went from that to boring police procedural with wacky supervillains. Uh, the show that I'm, I'm still embarrassed to say that I love is Lucifer. Mm. Lucifer's fun. I it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, mostly because it scares the the middle part of the country. It does scare <laughs> the middle part of the country, and it scares them because they're watching him and going, "He's so handsome, and yeah. he's so smart, and he's so funny." Uh, it it is just a police procedural, but <laughs> I am, it still manages to do the lore. It still manages right. to build the world and give you the mythology. So even though they, you know, when it was on TV, they said, you've got to be a police procedural. Uh, so otherwise people won't watch it. Uh, I still got story. I yep. still got mythology. So yep. I'm all for that. 
and it's all these wonderful mythical characters that scare the hell out of the Midwest. So, <laughs> I enjoy that. I think I said it a couple episodes ago, but I'm still going to say it's Cobra Kai. It's, it's so I, dude, bad. Dude, that first season was so fucking... It's so it, bad, but it's, it's bad, so but it's fun. good. Yeah. Right, like... It, <clears throat> like, in cat... Like, it's like a terrible soap opera. Yeah, but also oh, so it's, it's just like it took movie. like... Exactly. It's like <laughs> they took everything that was awesome about the Karate Kid and yeah. just like, hey, uh, yeah. grown up that loved the Karate Kid. And, well, yeah. and they just did it. And it this, was like so... I fucking love it. But the second season and the big cliffhanger at the end of the first season, but now he's a big part of the second season. Uh, was it Kreese comes back? Yeah, the, the guy that the, started, started Cobra Kai, he's dead. Kill. But everybody thought he was dead, and he's not. And then, like, and uh, what do you call it? And then he starts t- saying uh, that, you know, because he was in the military, mm. he starts saying the places where he were, and the guy was like, yeah, uh, those are different countries, and that one place doesn't exist. Like, like you're finally <laughs> finding like, out that he's full of shit. He's in Wakanda. Exactly, but you kind of find out he's full of shit. So, I nice. still stand by my video game movies that I grew up with. It, Which Double ones? Dragon, t- no. t- Turtles in Time, all <laughs> that shit. I love Super Turtles Ma- in Time. Super I Mario love Brothers. Turtles in Time. Street and I, Fighter. If they're on, I will watch them. Carrie and Mortal I saw Kombat. Turtles in Time at the Century Theaters on 33rd. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah, we had I a great loved time. it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I bought action figures. Well, well that makes it great. <laughs> Casey, Casey Jones in Japan was fantastic. They were great action figures. Yeah. All right, what's the next uh, Love Boat. <laughs> You're up. Love Boat Angels. No, I, I, am I up? You're up. I, I am up. I can pull up another one. You, you go. You go again. Uh, we got time for a couple more. We could, I mean, we just uh, let's see. We did that one pretty much. Uh, let's see. What is something you geek out over that others don't? It's kind of the same thing. Hmm. Someone said for them, it's pro wrestling. This is Rachel saying it's pro wrestling and metal music. Hmm. Um, hmm. I'm a, I'm a tabletop games guy, and ninety percent of my friends don't yeah. get it, but. I have the 10% of my friends all hang out at the game store that I work at, which is kind of cool. So that's the one place I can go and not feel like an alien, which is weird for a guy who literally makes a living being a geek. (laughs) But there's one thing I'm into that is such a specialized geek thing that it's like, oh, that's... Sorry, I'm wearing an X-Men t-shirt and talking about Endgame, and I'm carrying these action figures, but ooh, miniature games? That's weird. (laughs) So outside of this group, it's weird... But uh, within this group, it's normal, and for me, it's uh, single-player video games. Yes, like yeah. I still love. They're my favorite thing is single-player <laughs> video games that are that have good gameplay are going to take yeah. me on a fun story. That's I. That's what I want. I don't all, want multiplayer. Exactly. I don't. I, I don't mind multiplayer, but I do not seek it out. But yeah. all my friends outside of you guys, they're all about multiplayer. the multiplayer games, yeah. and I'm just like meh. Yeah. No, see, I, I feel that. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you're talking that's about. So I keep going back to Skyrim over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, that, uh, um, I would single player video games for me. I'm a I'm a big. Uh, lo- I love my sports games, you know, because I'm a jock at, at heart as well. And I, so I, I love. I'll pick up Madden because it's it's just quick. I don't like I I don't have a lot of time, especially with me traveling these days. I just don't have the time to get into these epic saga video games. And then, so like a lot of sports video games or just. Uh, couple first i still will randomly go on my old laptop and play the doom the original classic doom 2 final doom i'll still play them i still fucks with them and then um the biggest thing for me i would say that i'm a big geek on is beat making like i i do a lot of music production i've been doing music production since i was probably about 16 that was like i started doing beats i started making around messing around with fruity loops 2.3 version 2.32 which is now evolved into fl studio which is like one of it's a simple program i still fuck with like uh reason logic uh garage band and so like i mean 
not to promote my SoundCloud, but here here we Do go. It. Uh, it. Uh, just go on black, look up Blacksmith in parentheses. There's a per, like uh, open and close parentheses and type in Blacksmith B L A X I M U S on SoundCloud. So like I do shit like that, and I like this morning before. Uh, uh, Lisa's picked me up. I was, I was, I sent a, a beat over to a friend of mine that I'm working on. So it's like I'm still working on. A, I got some songs that I'm trying to put out. So I still mess with music production. It's great. All right. Mm. Uh, me, honestly, it's news and politics. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. a fucking. It's pretty much all. I yeah. watch at home. I, I'm with you there. You know, and yep. uh, like I, um, I record hardball. You watch Hardball? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. oh, I fucking love Hardball. Oh, I, that's my boyfriend. Really? Yeah. Chris, what's his name? Uh, 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 Matthews. I yeah, he's your Chris boyfriend. Matthews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, um, and I, I watch a ton of it. It's and it's hard to watch, but like, it's my thing. Like and like, every time there's an election, me and Egg. Oh yeah. We get together. It's like our Super Bowl. Yeah. We're like, oh, what's gonna mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> it, you know. Um, so yeah, that's my jam. I think mine uh, game shows. Yes, hundred percent game shows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can watch the Game Show Network nonstop. Uh, that and then kind of speaking politics, kind of come into it. But uh, I, I love watching late night talk show hosts, like like just even old school like Letterman shit and mm-hmm. uh, Carson and just back in the. And I, but the one thing I love watching about them is are maybe because I do it, but watching their interview styles and stuff like that. Because to this day, I still think. Colbert's the best yeah. of interview interview because the guy can he's quick witted and he knows way more shit than he probably should. Uh, but the funniest one on his feet is Conan. I think yeah. Conan O'Brien is the, yeah. the quick like the quick funniest on his feet. Damn I love funny. watching old Conan like when he first got started in the mid nineties because he's so awkward. Yeah, and he's still awkward. But like he'd get a a, a pretty celebrity on and he couldn't deal yeah. with it. Like he's <laughs> too busy. Oh, the one I remember watching it was uh, when Rebecca Romaine was married to John Stamos. Yeah, and the first thing he did was well, he, he, she came out. I can't remember what she was promoting. This is so back far in the day. And he, she came out and sat down next to him, and you could tell he's just enamored with her. Yeah. And he goes, "So where's John?" Like, I think at this time he was filming in New York. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Oh, he's doing some tour with the Beach Boys." And he goes, well, "When the cat's away, the mice will play." And like, <laughs> right, he's so shit. funny. And just like, and just laughing her ass. Like, what's so funny the way I almost say he can get away with it is because he's the nerdiest <laughs> asshole out there. Like, you know, Absolutely. he's just fucking around. So uh, I'd say, yeah, those two things. Well, I I agree with Shannon. News of politics and uh, Rachel Maddow for me. Myself. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Maddow, because uh, I've been following her since she was on radio. You know, because mm. she started on radio. She's a road scholar. I mean, she's she's smart. Yep. She's smart and she doesn't bullshit. She nope. she doesn't have to make things up because she finds the real shit. And well, subsequently, no, like, while they'll never put her in front of an actual politician, <laughs> yeah. because they don't want to hear those questions. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But my, I have a, an unreasonable amount of knowledge about. Cartoon mascots for products. You do. <laughs> that is not, true. Not just breakfast cereals, but cartoon mascots for all products. If they had a cartoon mascot at one time, I'm probably aware of it and I know about it. <laughs> I remember, a member of my That's family awesome. drew one of uh, uh, drew Charlie Tuna. Yeah, you, Char- oh, Stark, I, the Starkest Tuna. That's, okay, that's uh, that comes from my family, let, my side of the family. Facts. Let's 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 go there because it used to be you would be able to mm. get uh, eight labels mm-hmm. from Starkest Tuna. Which was not the tuna that mom wanted to buy because that was the expensive tuna. Sure, because uh, my family drew it. Yeah, she wanted to buy uh, <laughs> she wanted to buy a carnation or one the store brand, but you, you got eight labels and and a dollar and a half, and you mailed it in, and you got a Charlie tuna tie. <laughs> 
tie just had little Charlie tunas on it, I you love, know, in a, in a I pattern. Love you, Kara and I and I had that fucking tie. I'm, yeah. I'll bet I still have it. I'm somewhere. not even weirded out. I'm impressed. Do I know. Do you know who hates uh, that tuna company? My friend Charlie. I imagine he would. <laughs> How could he not? See, I thought about you. I got this email the other day about Funko coming out with like products of characters, and it's all like, you know, there's mainly cereals. Such perfect perfect sense well, I could name all these. All right. <laughs> so there's the Lucky Charms Leprechaun, of course. Count Chocula Booberry. Fruit Brute is there. Yummy Fruity Mummy. King Ding Dong is there. Twinkie the Kid. And Fruit Pie the Magician, everybody. He's, <laughs> yeah. There's the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, and there's the Owl for uh, uh, the uh, lo- uh, Tootsie Pops. Yeah. How uh, many licks? There's the green giant, and do you know his little friend's Sprouts. name? Sprout, the yeah. little green sprout, yes, Bazooka Joe. Anyway, sorry. there you go. I uh, thought you would have told that. Uh, that's awesome. I'm sorry. embarrassing sorry. myself. <laughs> They're good, man. All right, one more question. All right, uh, this up. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it topical because there's not much of it left. Uh, what do you all think of the final season of Game of Thrones, and specifically the Battle of Winterfell? Well, by the time this yeah, by the time it's, it's this, gone, it'll yeah, be over, it's done. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, as this is as this yeah. is recording, we, there's two episodes left. Yep. So our thoughts so far. I'm I'm usually not the guy that complains about the shows and the books and the and the movies that I love, but it's so far it's been kind of a turd. I, yep. I, I, I loved the Battle of Winterfell. I thought yep. that episode was really good. I, I I even like how things turned out at the end of it. I thought it was great. But the episode after that, which is where we're at at this point, uh-huh. as this is recording, I thought that episode fell on its face. I, and, I and it made disagree. me mad. Green. And, and I, I, I liked it, too. There was, there was parts that I didn't like about it. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that... Um, he didn't we, pet his dog. I didn't. Well, there was you know, a, you know, there was, that was know, a CGI you know, reason. Yeah, they flat out said they had to get rid of Ghost, and, and they don't show any scenes with Ghost that often because it's more difficult to do the CGI in Ghost than it is Even for the dragons. I don't they care! Can, they can make fucking dragons! They can't... They no, because the dragons, the dragons, you dragons are easier. You, yeah, have fur, you have fur physics for yeah, the dogs. No, I, I get Plus, it. you expect the dragons to look different and weird. Right. I agree. You know I, what no, I, I get like. it, but it, the, the most problematic scene in that entire episode after the Battle of Winterfell was Hound talking to Sansa. That was a oh the thanks for raping me everybody that's yeah that was that yeah. was like I I was like I I th- I almost threw my phone at the TV because I was like we went through we went through season three through five where it was very yeah. sexual assaulty and then I was like fuck you guys I thought we kind of closed that chapter fuck you that was a weird thing for. See, if you ask me, that was only one of the problematic things in that, well, yeah, in that well, episode. Well, there's a lot of and, stuff. And that was probably the most problematic. Yeah, that was the most problematic. But there's just... You, I, don't, I don't know if I want to get into spoilers on it or anything. That's no, over by now. Yeah, yeah so I, I hated that uh, nobody can keep a, a secret... That's the dumbest thing. I, <laughs> Yo, Sansa, we're, we're, like, we're, we're, did, Ned. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> The the problem we're getting at with the plot at this point is they need a they're rushing big time yeah, to finish things way. up. They yeah. could have easily done another season and made it. Well, there's seem a, there's normal. a first season episode where I swear they're just walking. Exactly, that's what I'm hour. saying. Like it went from taking almost too long to get things to happen oh, to this season, just totally cramming everything. They're like in the last five hey, episodes. Hey those hey those people that you forgot about that live south. Yeah, we're gonna bring them back. For you, no, yeah, there's a prince in Dorne now. Right? Hey guys, remember that's four seasons I mean. ago? And you were like, hey hey Dorne's coming coming to help out. And the only reason this plot is moving forward now is because the characters are making stupid decisions. Not only that, are they making that, stupid decisions, they're forgetting conversations they had. So you, you have the whole bit exactly. where, where they get attacked by the Iron Fleet. And 
I they have a meeting. Fake. They have a meeting right before that where they're saying the biggest problem we're going to have is King's Landing is surrounded <laughs> and fortified by the Iron, the Fleet. Iron Fleet. So like we're just going to float right yeah, up there. Right up to oh the my middle. God! Look, it's the Iron Fleet. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> and, the- and Daenerys is flying along in her dragon, where she's a good two, three hundred feet up in the air, right? Yeah. And she doesn't see this fleet behind this island. Yeah, exactly. Because she doesn't in, in any way on. have an elevation advantage. Come on. So <laughs> in my head, I'm just like I'm a fantasy war gamer, oh. and I'm terrible. Yeah. I would have done better. I want you to get a t-shirt that says that. I'm, I'm a, a fantasy, fantasy war game. I'm sorry. I'll get beat up by my wife. I would do better. I didn't think about to that. To defend them. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I would just say, with, with the, when she's flying above those ships yeah. like that, and they're firing at her, I'm like, why didn't she just go straight above them? Like, when they're not why didn't she go straight above them? Uh, Scorpion <laughs> could, has a You could position. zoom around the yeah. back and come at them from and behind? It's just like you're, you, you're, you're piloting the F-22 of fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. Westeros. You know, like, you, exactly. it's an F-22 in Westeros. And there's a spin toe down there. Okay. You're losing. Hang on. I'm going to be the asshole. Now. There we go. <laughs> How spoiled are we? Oh, oh no, 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 Exactly. But it's like, you know, because... It, you're right. You're 100% is, right. This, I just watch it. If, I just love it. If you it, look at this you know? show, it is like nothing that has ever oh, happened yeah. in the history of it's, television or movie. Right. No, it's you're right. D&D. Right. It's D&D, the yeah. fucking TV show. And I made show. stupid decisions so, as a DD player, too. But, so. but, it's, right. but that's the thing. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that's the thing. Tony, I, I get what you're saying. They, they're making stupid decisions. But fuck, at this at this point, it's it's bedlam. It's all out fucking chaos. You, Everyone's dying. So you're just like... Well, you have no, no you have no time to process trauma. You have no time to grieve because the next moment You're right. like because the, the ba- after watching the Battle of Winterfell, yeah, like it's a, and it, it's a very intense battle, but the next episode was a giant mind fuck because we're seeing all these other internal conflicts and th- there's a part where that's where, where, where that's, John where John well, and Dan, well, That's where part that's where part of the storytelling is falling flat because how long actually happens between the Battle of Winterfell and when they get to King's Landing. It's got to take months to travel that. I agree. And so since they don't allow for the development of okay. the characters during that time... I okay. Uh, fair enough. Fair know. enough. But but that that fourth episode, I thought every at, at any point someone would get stabbed. I thought Tyrion was going to stab Varys just, just for fucking shit. <laughs> no, the, the, real, the real blessing to all of this, though, is that even if they do write a, a, a flat episode or an episode where I, I feel like they, they're kind of missing the George R. R. Martin elements, mm-hmm. like there's there's definitely not much of a framework in place right now. They're kind of freeballing it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you still have phenomenal actors playing these oh, characters. No doubt. So like, it's like, you can still watch it and go, okay, well, these are stupid-ass decisions, but yeah. God, these actors yeah. are... Also, it's, there's it's a door now. It's just like Carrie said. <laughs> we're, we're spoiled. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree with that. Anytime I have to go now. But <laughs> Anytime man, anybody wants to slap down any of the Marvel movies, I, I send them a link to the trial scene in Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Because <laughs> right? Here we go. Yeah. This is, yeah. It takes them seven minutes to transform and three minutes to b- rip up the manister. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a good place to stop, I think. Mm. Uh, movies or games, do you guys have anything? There's a Prince and Door now. <laughs> uh, nothing really big on Blu-rays and uh, DVDs, but I will say, and it came out a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to mention it, I just wanted to get it out there. Uh, there's a movie that's on Netflix, went straight to it, uh, called See You Yesterday. And it's um, it's a time travel flick, so oh. Oh, why would I like it? Um, that's, so, uh, that's the Spike you Lee like that. The yeah. one Spike Lee produced. Spike Lee produced it. Oh, it's yeah. a predominantly black cast, and uh-huh. it's about a girl and her friend that uh, created like, a time machine. They're MIT bound and all that shit. Do you know who plays their teacher? Uh-uh. Well, that'd be Mr. Michael J. Fox, oh, so, nice. oh, cool. who wow. actually does deliver the line of Great Scott. So <laughs> they, uh, um, they, that, that movie's gonna, that movie's gonna play with some social justice issues, and it's gonna piss some people off. It, it, I mean, it's not, I think it's in the in the description. Well, so in, the, in the trailer, yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah, right? I, I her brother gets shot by a cop. 
unjustly and so, shot and back. So, oh yeah. yeah, and so the, the, the and what Michael J. Fox has he produces the question is you've got this technology not knowing that she really does right. What would you do with it? You know, right. and and can you fix things or or should you fix things? Right. So yeah, it, it goes down a deep. But uh, the way I just uh, reviewed it was uh, it it's it's definitely rated R, which is more for language if anything, maybe in violence. Oh, I wonder what they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if they do, and they do. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that. But it, but it's got this kind of like Disney movie feel vibe, like bright, vibrant colors. You know, things are a little bit more exaggerated, kind uh. of thing. And so it kind of feels like a Disney movie that was made for adults. Interesting. <laughs> so, like something you find on the Disney Channel, <laughs> but right. like totally not for children. All right, uh, games. Uh, there's not a whole lot coming out this week. Uh, there is one interesting thing, though. What, uh, the Prince of Dorn? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I had heard he's back. Though. Okay. I just want to. Is he? Uh, oh, he's back again. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, Tell a friend. <laughs> where, where do I go from there? Um, there is a game coming out called Trover Saves the Universe, and if you're anything like me, you're thinking, "Who cares? What's that about?" Yeah, who's Trover? But it's interesting because if it was Grover, I'd be there. <laughs> well, and obviously he'd teach us what the difference I'm between near and far is. The universe. All right, <laughs> Trover the universe <laughs> is produced by Justin Roiland's video game company, oh. Rick and Morty. Justin Roiland. That's right. Yeah. The animation and everything looks like Rick and Morty style animation, oh, okay. and the jokes and everything are very along the same vein of that type of humor. So it looks pretty interesting. Um, I might have to give it a give it a shot. Trover sure. saves the universe. All right. Yeah, let me know. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a role-playing game based off of an art book. Uh, there was a, a artist, um, a Swedish artist, and his name was Simon Stallenhag, and he did a, a seri- an art book called Tales from the Loop, and it was basically this research facility that had opened a portal that was causing all kinds of weird things to happen. So this company, Free League, uh, made a game based off of Tales from the Loop, and this is the follow-up. It's called uh, Things from the Flood. The best way to explain uh, Tales from the Loop is uh, the, the genre of game is called Kids on Bikes. So your Stranger te- Things type thing. So oh. it's, it's you basically play in a teenage kid from the 80s wandering around on a bike investigating weird things. This is the follow-up book. It takes place in the 90s. The artwork is absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, even if you don't want to get into the game, uh, it's it's amazing to look at because it's it's photorealistic. Wow. Um, and it's it's decidedly Swedish, but they're doing a television series on Amazon based off of this. Oh, really? That will uh, probably blow all of our collective minds. So, Ooh. so I've noticed there's a lot of, like, uh, the, that style of art is, like, Exclusive almost to that part of the world. Uh, the Europeans right now, especially Free League or Free Alagen, there uh, there's a resurgence. I think it has a lot to do with people feeling disconnected uh, in our in our day and age. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to trash on social media or cell phones or anything like that. Sure, but we're noticing this at the game store that I work at that we're getting more and more people coming in to just connect with people again. And role-playing games are more popular than they've ever been. Uh, and so you have companies, especially like Free League, uh, Modifius in England, all these different companies that are that are building all these massively amazing role-playing games with great art and great settings and stuff. So Very check cool. it out. All right. Uh, that's, uh, that's it then. Uh, oh, let's uh, stick around for uh, the cast of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Uh, maybe the director? We'll see. That was a different movie. Real fast, have you seen the the arc light? You know arc light down in uh, in Hollywood. Have you seen the what they have there for Godzilla? It's the Cinerama Dome. Yep, in, in Hollywood they have Godzilla's head popping out of the top. Like, oh, massive! Ooh. Yeah, massive. Um, Mr. B, if you would please. Hey, him. 
What you doing, bud? I don't know. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a door. All right. You've waited till the end. You've stayed till the last for the star power. Woo. Uh, Jimmy Martin interviewing, and we'll we'll review it next week. Yeah. But interviewing the. Uh, well, the real star of the movie is is the monsters, let's be honest. It's true. But uh, <laughs> the human stars. Someone's got to talk, I guess. <laughs> the human stars and the director of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. So let's start with, oh, let's see, the two of them together, Michael Doherty yep. and Ken Watanabe. Yeah, Michael, the director, he, like I said earlier in the episode, he directed that Trick or Treat movie, and he also did, which I did not see, uh, Krampus. Oh, Krampus. <laughs> so I heard about Krampus. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> All right, here you go. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. You too. Uh, for this one, for the monsters, uh, what do you believe is more terrifying, stuff that comes from the stars or stuff from below the ocean? Ooh. That's a really <laughs> good question. Uh, both. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, the devil you know or the devil you don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I, I actually, I mean, after having seen so many different... Uh, forms of life in the ocean. I would have to say the ocean. More optimistic about things that come from the stars, I guess. Yeah. There's so many characters in this one, and, and I don't want to ruin the ones that do get to, to show up. Is there one character from Godzilla that you didn't get to choose that you'd like to see on screen still? I really love Mecha Godzilla. Yes. I mean, there's so many. There's so many to pick from. Uh, Mecha Godzilla is a favorite. King Caesar is another one. Gigan. Gigan. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, more monsters. Yeah. More monsters. <laughs> what I love about these movies too is watching people's reactions to fights going down, these massive fights. Mm -hmm. And some people either stand on the rooftops and watch mm -hmm. yeah. or they book it down the highway. Right. Where are you going? Rooftop. <laughs> you Rooftop. If I go out watching a giant monster fight, that I couldn't ask for a better way to go out. Right. <laughs> Run away. No, Definitely. I'd stay and watch. I, I would be waving flags and cheering. And, right. Oh yeah. my goodness! The other thing I love too is uh, the fight scenes. You know, when, when Godzilla's revving up, you've got those that epic Godzilla fight song. Before you get into the ring, what song's playing in your head? Before I get into the ring, <laughs> the, uh, probably the the theme to Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> That's a, a really good one. one. I've actually listened to that on the treadmill. Nice, and it, it's a good motivator. Do you have a song for you? Uh, I love the Queen. Yeah. And uh, Show Must Go On. Oh, yeah. Good and one. Uh, uh, I had a shooting of uh, Last Samurai in New Zealand. Mm. And the, before the last battle, yeah. always. <laughs> you listen yeah. to Queen before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to end it on Queen. So oh, there you go. Man. Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. Ken Watanabe has been around for a while. And he likes Queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to rev you up to fight Tom Cruise on a battlefield. Why not? Damn right. Okay, let's go to, uh, this is the one that I was really curious about because as odd as it sounds to say, I fell in love with her because of the TV show Psycho. I oh, know. I know. That's, right. that's weird to say. She was Norma Bates. Yeah. But she was hot Norma Bates. You know? Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. And, and then what I don't didn't know is that she has a younger sister. Did you know that? Yeah. That uh, she was just in the recent Twilight Zone yeah. episode. Looks a lot like her. Twenty one years younger. Wow. But they have like the exact same face. But she's she's such a good actress, and she did such a great job with uh, Norma Bates. And I mean, because she could, she was sweet and lovable one oh. minute, and then turn. Oh yeah. You know, just like that. And I just went, she's perfect for this role. She might know? do something like that in Godzilla. Maybe. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. And then Kyle Chandler is cool too. Yeah, Kyle Chandler. He's a, an actor that's been around for a while. 
while too. He's, he's in that. I just started watching right before I came here as we recorded. Uh, that Catch Twenty Two. Oh, he, that's right. He's he in is there, in yeah. that. How is that so far? I've watched one episode. It ended right before I came here, and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool so far. Okay. Yeah. That's a tough because the the book is well. I won't get into it because we're talking about Godzilla. <laughs> all right. So let's go. Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler. It's absolutely a pleasure meeting you guys and see you again. Nice to see you again. So for this one, one of my things I love about uh, monster movies, are you more terrified for something that comes from the sky and the stars or something down below in the ocean? Oh. Ooh. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think if something that comes from the depths, the leagues, to on down under, I yeah. think, yeah. Ever since Jaws. Fight. Yeah. Oh, oh. They've been stewing down there for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> what's buried? What, what's dormant? Yeah, <laughs> right. for sure. One thing I love about these monster movies as well, uh, and different films have done different things, is that people either watch these fights from their rooftops, or they're getting out of town real quick. Where are you going? I'm staying in the woods. Yeah. I wouldn't have showed up to begin with. Right. I think Mark Russell would have been better off just staying in the woods. Tough call. Tough call. I'd probably probably run off to the woods as well. Church is a good place to be. Church is always a good place in these movies to be. True. Yeah. Better there than at Goldman Sachs or something like that. Godzilla's got a vendetta. I would want front row center. If this is it. Yeah. If this is it, what does it matter? I want to see it. That's I want to see it go down. I want front row center. It's tough. Just cheers to it and on the rooftop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the bar. Yeah. The bar outside with a pint of beer and a cigarette at the bar, of We're going down. We're going yeah. down. That's right. <laughs> oh, this film is on the grand scale of like where you need to see it on a big screen. You know, it's not for, sure. not for your phone, not for, you know. No. Like that. So You can't yeah. see it on a personal device. Yeah, exactly. It is. Every, sh- every frame is like a massive, beautiful painting. <laughs> it's true. And these monster battles are epic. You have to see it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't look at it. biggest screen. Impossible. <laughs> For you, what was the first film of that nature that you saw in a theater? Uh, was it um, either E.T. or Tron, oh, I believe, for me. Yeah. That's a good one. And Star Wars, too. Great one. Yeah. yeah. Wow, big like that. I don't know. I, it's not. It's a, in a whole different range, but one of the first movies that I saw that just changed me completely would have been Jaws. That's a great one. I mean, mm. you know, still the ocean yeah. meant something. It was a whole new world after that movie. Yeah. Yeah, for me it was Tron. I would say it's Tron. The first time I said, whoa, I'm going into another dimension. <laughs> and, like, this is so trippy. Yeah. And it looks like it wouldn't be the same. What I also love about this is right before the fight scene, Godzilla's got that epic theme song that just revs him I up. No. <laughs> my My little boy just learned it on the cello. Oh, really? Yeah, because I just showed him 1954 version. Yeah. yeah. Like Tchaikovsky, no. Oh, it's such a good theme for yeah. him. And Michael stayed true to the original. It's so good. Uh-huh. And for you, before getting to a ring for a fight, what are you listening to? Oh, it depends on what the fight is. You know, it depends. Like, I mean, music is a big. It, music was a big factor for us. Doing that, Michael Doherty played a lot. The director played a lot of sound cues sometimes for us, and especially Millie requested it a lot. She nice. wanted she wanted music to jumpstart her engines. Yeah. And so, oftentimes, he would select the most beautiful piece of music to. And just sort of shut it off when our dialogue had yeah. to happen. What are you going in with? Ah, not a fighter. I'm a lover. Oh, ah. there you go. Perfect. Pleasure <laughs> <laughs> seeing you guys. Thanks, man. All right. I would absolutely stand on the top of a building and salute a beer to the monsters fighting and say, fuck it. That's right. That's exactly what I would do. I would mm-hmm. not run off to the woods. <laughs> yeah, I'd stay there. Because what are you going to come back to? Exactly. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fucked. <laughs> Especially those three going at it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's go to, this is, oh, speaking of those three, uh, Thomas Middleditch, 
Yeah, Silicon O'Sh- Valley, yeah. Yeah, he's always always interesting. O'Shea Jackson. I bet Millie Bobby Brown will not forget that he is Ice Cube's kid now. He won't. <laughs> and Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, from Stranger Things, of course. Season three comes soon. She's uh, she's growing up. She's becoming quite an actress, too. It's always funny. I always laugh at like what uh, my interviews, like when I put them on YouTube, like which one's hit. That girl's got a following. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, every day I go back and check, there's at least 10 more comments about how beautiful she is and how much older she got. And, like, you know, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. She's, you know, she's talented, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, did you see her doing karaoke on uh, Fallon? Yes. Crushed oh, it. Oh, she's good. Yeah. Yeah, go find that online. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. All right, <laughs> so let's go. It's a pleasure to see all three of you. Uh, I love watching the actors in it in the sense of when these fights break out of two giant monsters, they, they're standing on the rooftops or they're running for their lives. For you, what would you do? I'm out of there. Yeah? What do you mean? Well, the beauty about L.A. is if there's a monster downtown and I'm in the valley, I got like half an hour to get out of there. You know, nothing <laughs> nothing really goes down in L.A. But New York and all those type East Coast cities, they get destroyed. Yeah? You're not sticking around? <laughs> no, no way. I think I'd befriend. Strong answer. Thank you. C. Um, I mean, if it's Godzilla we're talking about, I can just say, listen, I was in a movie about you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I protected you in that movie. Will you protect me in, in this real life current event? So hopefully we'd be friends. If, if it was Ghidorah, I think we're all, we're all really... We're done for him. We're done. It's a wrap. Mm, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, taking a, I'm taking a photo and getting squashed. <laughs> but I did it for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, this is cute, might delete later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goals. For you, what is scarier? Uh, something that is above and beyond in, in the stars or something down below in the depths of the ocean? I'd say down below just because like I think um, I think of like Jaws and like al- always the shark movies come from below to make yeah. it to make it look scary. You know when you see the legs in the ocean that freaks me out just mm-hmm. to know like what from above you you're good like you can look up it's got a good angle you can get your good lighting but like <laughs> below it's just not my thing so i'd probably say that my whole thought process on that is if it's coming from above it usually has something to shoot you with nothing comes from the earth with a gun already but aliens and things like that they come with weaponry also that's, xenomorphs that's exactly why you need to be reading space. my new script it's about, <laughs> it's about these rats okay right. but the rats have guns I feel yeah. it. You see? I, I mean, I don't see it's it. It's called army rats. <laughs> and they're here, and they're, and they're here to stay. That's what it's, army rats, colon. They're here, they're to, here stay. to stay. <laughs> One of the things I love about this film, too, is that, like, it's on the grand scale. You know, grand scale, people cheer in the theaters, so it's like, it has to be seen on the big screen, in my opinion. Uh, for you, what was the first film that you saw in a theater on that level? Ooh. <laughs> they got deep. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Tin Cup, starring <laughs> Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. You know, I, this is going to sound really weird. Probably not, though. Okay. But the first ever movie I'd watched in IMAX was this movie called San Andreas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the with rock. The Rock. Protecting us from an earthquake. <laughs> awesome. There's one man that awesome can movie. hold the tectonic plates together. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good movie. So it I, teaches you a lot of like important things. It kind of reminded me of like GTA. Oh, you know, awesome. it was because yeah. it was kind of like that. So I, mean, I, would I would say I was, um, I enjoyed that. Or Minions. No, Minions. Yeah, or Minions. <laughs> or The Lion King 2. <laughs> 2. Not the first one. Not the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a real Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Right before the battles go down, Godzilla's got that epic fight song that's just about to, you know, to oh. rev it up. 
for you, what's the song you're listening to be, before you get in the ring? Ooh. Anything by Suffian Stevens. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> to, was... To get, to, just to get me pumped, it's either Suffian Stevens or Elliot Smith, just to get me in the mood. <laughs> Only One Me by Ice Cube. Oh, nice. Yeah, you see me? Who's that? Pop Pop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one for you real fast? Something of Beyonce. Don't do it. Beyonce. Formation. Formation strong. Yeah. Strong song. Absolute pleasure seeing you guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, sounds like y'all had fun. That was a good interview. What was funny, I don't know if you can tell in the interview. Usually, like, you know, when I do the interviews on one on one, we're at least, I don't know, three feet apart, maybe like that, you yeah. know, give or take. They were like almost like it felt like across the fucking room. Mm-hmm. They had these giant setups. You can see the giant screen if you go to the YouTube and see the the video of it. They had these giant screens playing Godzilla, and there's like video playing behind him and stuff. A really cool setup. But you had to like step up on it like that, you know, and like walk across this like stage. You're like, what, what is this? So, yeah, it made it a little bit less intimate in the sense of just getting to know him. All right. Uh, well, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for the interviews, Jimmy. Absolutely. And uh, we will see you next week. Geekshowpodcast.com.